welcome back, listeners, to the latest episode of Loss of Lieutenant. Uh, you're here again with Nick. Uh, Julian, how you going, Martin? <laughs> Julian. And uh, yeah, Kevin. And Kev. Kev, it's been a little while since we've heard your your uh, your dulcet, dulcet tones. tones. Yeah. Is it? Really? Uh, okay, yeah, I've been around. Beautiful, I mean, away. Beautiful I mean, away. Sorry. <laughs> Working <laughs> on oil rigs. <laughs> uh, no, all on land stuff, but yeah, in that sector. Ke- Kevin is like the most manly man ever. He works on oil rigs. Yeah, don't don't tell everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just come back from Queensland, and it was uh, it was an in, it was interesting. Cool. Queensland. And um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so today we're going to be talking about uh, with so many events that have been happening lately and and on the horizon as well. All these massive events happening all across Australia that loads of us are, uh, have, are lucky enough to be able to attend. We're going to be talking about um, how you uh, how you prepare for an event. Uh, basically, walk through a timeline from when it gets announced on Facebook up until uh, when you, you start throwing dice on the day. So um, that's, uh, that's I guess, the outline for today's uh, today's chat. But um, before we get into that, um, you guys had any... Any games recently? Uh, yes, I have. The uh, the countermeasures is a shit mission saga continues. Okay, take, take, take it away, Julian. I'm, I'm winning over more people to my cause with every game I play of countermeasures. Um, so I played Toby the other day on Thursday night, in our usual game night in practice for Eastern Uprising. Now, this time the, the, the tables had turned and I got a heap of classifiers done and he didn't get any. Um, and again, to be fair, he I could not fault the way he played. He just got shit missions and he couldn't do them. Um, so first turn, I went and did two missions. I set up so that it was going to be very difficult for him to do any. And then the missions that he got were missions where he had to push into my deployment zone and playing Tartary Armor Corps. I have heaps of camera markers, heaps of mine, so he had to push through. <laughs> couldn't do them anyway. My turn was then went again. I got three cards that I could do within eight inches of one model. So I got the one where you have to have a veteran in zone of control of an HVT. My veteran Kazakh was right next to one of his HVTs. Another one, which was Ford Observe, an enemy model, had a Strelok right next to a TR bot. And then another one, which was perform a coup de gras on an enemy model. So what I did, ran my antipodes up the table, killed the TR bot, then Ford Observed it, then coup de gras, and then... Um, did my veteran mission so that yeah. was three cards bang 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 so so what you're saying is that well last time you were complaining about countermeasures because you lost now you're complaining about countermeasures because you won but it was exactly the same some thing some people just aren't happy as what Kevin did to me so in that he got three missions but in like close proximity I think the common denominator in this is uh, Julian so I think the common the denominator is, isn't Julian don't like play Toby Julian and, I, and you'll have a good Toby time Toby and I sat around after that game and we were like there was there, were, there wasn't any point in that because we played to turn two and it was obvious that yeah, he couldn't yeah, get yeah. it back um, and he was like Cause you, I had you, the specialists you basically killed all his specialists well I killed his pieces that could do it and then the mission that he then could do was so far for him to do up the, the table that he couldn't do it. Um, and the thing was, is that as I was doing missions, I knew there were the missions that he then couldn't do. So that, that were coming up. So I just took out the pieces that he could do. And 
basically gutted his order pool a little bit, so it was hard for him. So going first was... Sounds, sounds like you did the right play. You you saw the missions that were there. You saw the missions he, that weren't there, and you were like, well, I'll yeah, but this and I'll kill this instead. The thing was exactly. that he... I mean, it sounds, I, like, sounds like you learned from your mistakes, Julian, just played better this time. No, but the thing was, he had the ability to do <laughs> those missions, Yeah, but they were so shit. Yeah, okay, so... so, so <laughs> Whereas yeah. I got super easy missions to do. So wait, Super easy. But just so people are aware, like yeah. countermeasures isn't about like your missions and my missions. They are everybody's missions. So mm. just to break down, who you went first. Mm. And you had which three cards in front of you? Can I can't you remember, remember what I did first, but that was super easy to do. Right, okay. So, there so were... it was like Ford Observe. It was Ford Observe and HVT, which I did. And then there was... How an... is that easy to do in countermeasures, given there's an exclusion zone? Because I started at 16 with the Strelok, like, just yeah. before it. Spent uh-huh. three orders. Uh-huh. Walked up, Ford okay. Observed. Right, okay. Yeah, that was yeah, it. Yeah, with three um, with three HVTs on the table, you're going to get a line on And the thing is, is like, Toby's playing Shaz Vasti, so he does have good ARO pieces. Yeah. And he's like, all right, That's... I'll leave out my ARO pieces to stop you doing that. <clears throat> Fantastic. I've got yeah. a veteran Kazakh, Spetsnaz. What was, okay, so, okay, what was, do you remember the other ones? Because I'm just thinking, like, you know, yep. generally speaking, if you're going first, you have, like, say, 15 orders. Yeah. Your opponent's going to dock you one or two, depending if you can There was another one right? where you had to have veteran walk into their their deployment zone how are you going to do that veteran with a, kazakh with a, with a, so what, from your Spetsnaz. side of the table what i'm trying oh to no it's halfway it's not halfway it's deployment zone or something yeah okay like that. so that's yeah. what i'm trying to get at it's like yeah. it, it it is good i have felt it is quite good going first in countermeasures oh, depending on what missions what yeah. missions you get yeah but it is really order intensive to do more than like one or two missions mm, not, first turn. not when you have two very healthy combat groups and you go first well if you go first you're going to get docked two orders right yeah, so but I eight, had like eight six orders and in ten. the first group, yeah. and then six. Like, so you're gonna have eight and six, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I just, yeah. I, I was just trying to get the idea yeah. there because yes, yeah, so you scored three in the first turn. Two. Two. So I got the one where you have to walk. I can't remember the exact missions, but there's the one where you have to walk in and like a veteran or elite has to walk into the like the, their zone. Yeah. Yeah. And then do a whip check. Do a whip check. Yep. And then it's like mapping or something. Yeah, and then there's yeah. another one that the Ford Observe. So that's three orders. That's six orders. Yeah, veteran Kazakhs my LT in that list. So that's five orders. Yeah, right. and then so I had another ten more. No, <laughs> well, you got three. Okay, nine. Yeah, okay, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, okay. And then you got ten more to do the other the rest of the missions. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, and so like, I couldn't do the other one because it was hacking. So and why couldn't specials. Toby do the one? that... Because you got a really hard draw. They what, were, what are they? Because none, none of them are hard. There was one, the right I specials. think, where he had to... He got, I think, the one where you have to be in close combat. Oh, the oh yeah, that is a yeah. one. And then he got, got to be in close combat with a specialist? Yeah. Yeah. Or not a... Spe- yeah, the, 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 he got that one. And then yeah. he got the one where you have to do multiple close combats. Yep. Predator. Yeah. And then he got another one that was also... I think he couldn't do because i think it might have been placed d charges yeah so so so, right so let me just break i mean i'm not gonna like Mm. say that you're wrong Mm. julian because everyone's entitled to their opinion but Mm. i'm just for the benefit of people out there who want maybe like think of an explanation my initial thought is your first turn you do two yeah most people don't have that many orders left after they do those two Mm. right you maybe have some to kill a few pieces and then pull Mm. back but the thing was had i've got one like placed d charges yeah or walk into their thing on you know those ones where it's like deployment zone missions yeah i would not have been able to do those two yeah and well, got away with then going on a murder spree the fact that i got three when did you go on a murder spree turn one or turn two with uh turn one oh. with my antipodes 
I went and went and was it turn no it was turn two but turn one I used my Spetsnaz and cleaned up a few things and my veteran Kazakh to clean up a few things yeah okay so but it basically in the process of doing those those objectives I was able to deal with a few of his ARO pieces yeah okay. and so whittle down his orders a little bit mm. so that it was then additionally harder for him to do his missions because he had less orders and he lost a couple of specialists that could do the missions mm. so yeah, yeah okay I'm yeah I'm just from my experiences, like if I go first, mm. I spend most of my orders just doing one or two, two yeah. maybe three of the missions, and mm. then pulling back. Then there, then there, my, then my opponent then either comes at me hard mm. to try to kill my specialist, or problem, tries to get yeah. the the uh, classifieds. Yeah. If they can't, they still get to flip another one mm. at the start of the round, so they get make it one. Mm. You know, so I, I still feel like I think he might have got doctor, it, and, and that was a problem. Was that he didn't have anything? Yeah. Down. I guess so. we won't. Yeah, I guess we won't mm. go into it yeah. a lot. But yeah. I also played. I played two games. You played Rangers. Ryan and did the same thing again. <laughs> I played Ryan with it against uh, my Shaz versus his Rama, and yeah. no, it was a really hard. It was a really really tough game because I ran up first turn with the Guilos and Sheskin into a fully linked Gulam link and did yeah. not succeed. Yeah. Um, did not manage to accomplish any of my classifieds. I was mm. near. I was close to it. You know, I was really close to HVTs and I was pretty much in his half of the deployment zone, but I just ran out of orders. Yeah. Then in his turn, he, I was like, oh, I'm screwed. Mm. Um, I think I was lucky because Ryan made a crucial error with his Nahab, uh, who is also one of his really good specialists for the mission, mm. um, who died. Um, and then in my turn, I just got really, like, I was able to accomplish the two that I hadn't, couldn't complete. Mm-hmm. And then kind of just sort of pulled back a bit. And that was not great for him yeah um at that point he was like realized i think after the we had drawn a few times he was struggling to get the things he needed to get mm. um and that sort of game ended in like a nine nine nil but mm. like at the same time like i didn't accomplish anything in the first term and i went first and i didn't even mm. do that much mm. um but those exclusion zones man they're really they really like change the dynamic of that mission because yeah. you're not able to like really capitalize on your placement you have to spend like most of your first turn just getting into a position where you can either attack the enemy or mm. do the classifieds mm. unless you get like experimental drug or yeah. test run or something like that yeah. well that's exactly what happened to Toby in that my turn two went and I got three easy missions that I could do so I got the one where you have to do a, again another veteran or elite whip check yep. on the HVT with an eight um, then I got coup de gras and I got Ford observe an enemy model as opposed to the HVT so, again, Strelok's out of my bum, so I can mm, do all that. Yeah, um, good thing and I had a veteran Kazakh, again, right up next to one of his HVTs. And then looking over that HVT was a TR bot. So I'm like, great. Ran up my dogs, uh, my antipodes, hit the, um, the Q drone that was looking over at the TR bot. It went unconscious. My Strelok walks around the corner in line of sight of the TR bot. Ford observes it. That gets me that mission. Antipodes coup de gras. That gets me the other mission. Veteran Kazakh spends his LT order. Short skill. You know, whip check on the HVT. And it's like, I did three in my turn. And his turn two starts. And he gets retro engineering. Great. Can't do it. <laughs> Killed right. his Q drone. Um, and another, and I think it was again, place a, a D charge on a piece of scenery. Mm-hmm. I killed his Caliban earlier on. So he couldn't do that. Or whatever had it. I think it might, did Malignos get D charges? I don't know. I can't remember. He had a model that I killed with that had D charges. Yeah. Um, 
And then he got a hacking mission, which he then couldn't do because I'd killed his hacker. So well, like okay, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess we won't go. In, we, won't, yeah. we won't keep going on about countermeasures. But I mean, it mm. sounds like you did really well, Julian. Um, yeah, but and, uh, I yeah. don't think I did that well in terms of it, it, I, I what I viewed it was is very similar to the game I played with you, where mm. I got missions that I could do very easily with minimal order expenditure, and he got regardless of the fact that he could or couldn't do them, he got objectives that were ten orders to do, like yeah. up yeah. in my deployment zone. So. It was just super swingy. Like, even if he had a got if he had a got good missions, probably would have been a different game. But the fact of the matter is, is mine were all like either his Ford zone or just HVT, mm-hmm. whereas his were all like run up into my zone and do it. So, what well, well, I think, or he got a doctor engineer one, which he then couldn't do because I didn't leave anything alive. Yeah, well, I think is is right, and it is worth everyone who plays countermeasures or any classifieds um, remember is there are only twenty. So if experimental drug and test run come up first, that's that's it. Like mm. they're not coming up, not coming up again. If you can't do them because you didn't bring a doctor and engineer, mm. burn it. Mm. You know because it's you know because you're gonna stop your opponent from doing it and you know it's not gonna come up again. So, when you burn that, so does it go back into the deck? No, it's just oh, discard. See, we were playing as it went back into the deck. Well, no, you, is... you make a discard pile, pile and then yeah. if uh, all the the full deck. Yes, yeah, so that's out, what we're doing. Yeah, 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 yeah no, that's right. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It, it won't come back again. So yeah. I think it's it's really important for players to like know, learn what the classified deck mm. contains, so that they can prepare in some ways of going. Well, we haven't had, you know, experimental drug yet. That might come up soon. Mm. Um, but it depends also how quickly the game goes because it sounds like you only went through what three, four, maybe five of the twenty cards, which means. We went you know, through. We went through almost the whole deck. Oh, did you really? Because okay. I did five, and then Toby had two turns and didn't do. Yeah, but he can only he can only burn one per turn, so. Yeah, but no, maybe yeah, yeah. maybe nine, was, but yeah, 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 it was maybe, still a few, maybe half a deck or something yeah. like that. So it yeah. is, it, it, you have to be prepared for a game where you're not going to see some of those cards. So, mm. it really does, um, promote you building an all comers list. And I guess not every army is created equal in that respect. Yeah, hack well. can't do hacking missions. But Shazvasti are really good at it. Like, geez, and oh. yeah, and the thing is, he like, had all the specialists to do it. But as soon as I started whittling and taking things here and there, because yeah. he went second, he would then go like, all right, cool, I could have done this, but you killed that in your first turn. Yeah. Well, we've been talking about countermeasures for 15 minutes now, so yeah. Yeah, we, let's, can, let's, we can move let's, the let's, conversation away from that. And that covers both of our recent games, because we both played <laughs> games recently. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I did also just want to also give a shout out to Vizzy from uh, Queensland, who I was up there on mm. the last week um, in Brisbane, uh, Ipswich, for uh, work. And... Um, uh, he was kind enough to meet me at a local game store for a game, and we we threw down on his uh, beautiful looking table, and it was a re- it was a really good game. And we played, yeah, I think we played, no, we played capture and protect, uh, which is really fun. It's um, a good mission. Vanilla Yuching versus Shaz, um, mm. and yeah, it was it was it was great. It was actually it was what interesting. What was the result? Uh, I I beat him. Yeah. I can't remember what the score was. I think it was. Um, yeah. I don't know, <laughs> but it was yeah, it was it was a good game. Vanilla Yuching. <laughs> Kevin's got a uh, Nick's got a sign on the wall that says don't interrupt and it's specifically aimed at me and every time I interrupt he fucking points at it I wondered what that was for I thought that may have been for somebody else I thought it was uh, for you Kevin but seeing as you can't see it and it's aimed directly at me I'm assuming it's going to be for me uh, <laughs> look during the week I actually had this idea I'm like what I can do instead of having to like pause the recording or, or interrupt is put a don't interrupt sign up. 
is put up a little sign that just says don't interrupt and then whenever Julian starts talking over people I just politely tap the sign <laughs> make no mistake listeners this is not a democracy this is a podcastership yeah and so um, you, you, the listeners wouldn't have realised this but just earlier when Julian started talking extremely closely to his microphone I covered up the word don't uh, sorry the, uh, the word interrupt on the don't interrupt <laughs> sign so it just said don't, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I think you have to put your fist in your mouth to stop laughing that's inspiring Nick thanks yeah. for that that's a really yeah. great idea um, yeah so anyway I just wanted to say thanks to thanks to Vizzy uh, mm. for that game and show me show me um, Ipswich good games yeah so you, uh, Vizzy um, he's actually a member of one of the chat groups that I'm in, which is the we started it as the um, the Imperial Service support group when all of the, our local Imperial Service players were doing terribly. And um, busy mm-hmm. still are, yeah, okay. Except most of us don't play Imperial Service anymore, <laughs> except for Val. So except for Val. Yeah. <laughs> that's the difference, yeah. Um, and Vizzy uh, is part of that group, and so he did share that list with us before he played the game against you. Yeah, and so he had um, the marksman version of Sunsei. Yeah, which is the first time I've faced that. And you were saying earlier, Kev, that you, you had um, a bit of an interesting experience with, with Sunsei and, and facing I, up against uh Yeah, I Albedo. did. Yeah, so I've been running, I've been trying out the Guaylo, Guaylos Harris, so it's, but you but inserting basically the Guaylos, uh, Victor Messer and uh, Sheskin with Red Fury mm. uh, as a sort of cluster of fury as I've started to call it and such um, a good link and that uh, the Guaylos with MSV2 and heavy rocket launcher mm. uh, also has albedo which if you don't know what that means it means that you are essentially invisible to MSV troops for the first turn of the game mm. or first yeah first you know my turn your turn kind of thing uh, so yeah he placed uh, Sun Zay up in a nice little sniper tower with mm. his multi-rifle just hanging out and then first order well not first order but basically first turn of the game walked the Guaylo out into the open mm where Sunzei couldn't see him because he's invisible because mm. of his albedo. And um, uh, yeah, because uh, Sunzei has MSV. Um, so that was, that was an interesting interaction. Just MSV1. MSV1, yeah, 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 just MSV1. So it works against any MSV, but he couldn't see me. So I decided to shoot at him. And he was mm. like, well, I can either shoot you back at Neg6. Mm. Um, you're probably in cover, so Neg9. Well, that's also Guaylos have yeah, no screens. that's what I was going to say. So yeah. they're like able to get into all these interesting angles to see things and mm. know that they're always in cover. So he yeah, he decided to basically dodge and get like the hell out of the way, mm. and then he had like two, uh, no maybe it wasn't two, no it was, might have just been the one, uh, Guilang who mm. also have MSV. <laughs> so when you're so when you're discovering something that can't see you yeah. is really interesting. Mm. So I'm like I'll discover. I'm like I can't do anything. I can't see you. I'll discover I shoot. I can't see you discovering me. So yeah. yeah, just discover, discover shoot, and then they have to dodge as well. So mm. um, yeah, I mean I think situationally that that power can be really nice. And if the Guilang goes down, I've still got. Sheskin. And actually, once the albedo does go down, I've still got Victor Messer with white noise to throw it back up again. Yeah. Uh, although he won't be able to see through it after that because of his, uh, his own MSV. Box, yeah. Yeah. Um, did uh, did Sunzi manage to flash pulse something? Uh, he did not. No, he just dodged pro. Oh, I was going um, to Darude Sandstorm then, but he, uh, he no, sur- he no survived. disco Sunzi. He survived the, he survived the shot. Uh, it went prone. And then um, the rest of the game was... Uh yeah, the Guaylos did a lot of work. I think I should say, 
Yeah, I mean, I've, I've got quite a bit of experience running Sunsay. He's my preferred lieutenant in yeah. Imperial service. Not so much in vanilla anymore because of the options you've got with the, the, the Dao Ying. Yeah, of course. But um, I would always just take one of the one of the beefy ones, the version one, with either generally the boarding shotgun because it's because it's cheaper. Mm-hmm. But leaving him up in ARO. For, so you can flash pulse with your whip 17 yeah and yeah the, oh, the total sure. immunity since the buff the, the total immunity he's gotten it, it's like he's he's a he's almost there as bait you want your opponent to try and sh- take him yeah, out just to waste orders to waste orders yeah, on it yeah. because he, you take a wound or two because he's got new in, in cap he can take three wounds before he dies um and then once you've taken that first or second wound you just go prone yeah and he's fail, voluntarily uh, fail your guts roll mm-hmm. and your opponent has just wasted however many orders trying to take out this juicy lieutenant that's just sitting up just there in the standing open. up there just giving you the finger yeah but um that, that, that was good the, actually one other thing that was interesting about that game it didn't really nothing really happened about it necessarily but it was um the first thing he said to me when we were deploying was like you don't get reserved so i was like oh okay sunze is coming uh, but i've got specular mine layer mm. so i had to deploy everything first so we're playing on his table and he's chosen a side with two really juicy sniper nests. In them. Mm. So I'm like, hmm, I'm just going to roll the dice for the speculo and place the speculo and his mine on one of those two sniper towers. To deny. Just to deny. Mm. Um, you know, so I rolled the whip check, pass the whip check, boom, boom, down on the sniper tower. It turned out, you know, he only had um, Sunsea anyway and he just chose the other sniper tower and that was fine. Mm. But I think it was quite like normally that speculo is my reserve for good reason. Mm. But I was just thinking of the kind of mind games you could, well, not mind games, but the kind of tilt you could put on your opponent is mm. if you just want to gamble that, you know, your opponent's chosen a, uh, a deployment zone with a really juicy sniper tower in it or something like some really juicy place to put Link Team. And then before he's even put anything down, you've just gone and placed a speculo in a mine, in a mine mm. right in that area. And, and then for, he, for area denial. And then, yeah, and because then, then the onus is on your opponent to then go, oh, how do I deal with that? Whereas, like, normally you'd be like, I'll do it as my reserve model and then they can just counter deploy with, you know, like they don't have to think about what they're going to do. They mm. just go, well, it's there now. Okay. Like we'll deal with it in your turn. Mm. Um, whereas that way around is almost like nothing else is down yet. That's there. I know. Should I avoid it or should I just try to like clog it up? So that was, that was quite cool. I hate that profile. Cause like every time I run it, like people just dodge the mine and then they run yeah. around the corner and murder the speculo. Honestly, but every time it's run against me without fail, fucking annihilates a link team, and then the speculo annihilates everything else. About it's like sixty percent of the time, it hasn't done anything. Yeah, um, it just feels like every game against me. It's yeah, just like <laughs> it does something. Yeah. Although he did, he did have a he did have a cool thing he wanted to try to do until we realised that um, he couldn't. Was he decided to, he wanted to put a, a Quang Shi right next to the speculo? Yeah. And then move the spec, move the Quang Shi in its impetuous order phase, mm. which would detonate the mine, killing the Quang Shi, and then exploding onto the speculo. And then, yeah. we, then we were like, "Oh wait, wait, it's friendly." Then. Well, it's a friendly. That's it, not why it doesn't work. No, it, no. It, it doesn't work because it's shock and it'll kill it straight to death instead of going unconscious. Uh. Because it's interesting. There was a uh, a post just today on one of the Facebook groups about this saying, oh, yeah? is this a way that you could take out an impersonation model by running Quang Shi to it and then voluntarily detonating them? Mm-hmm. Because the detonate Quang Shi is not an attack, right? It can detonate on your people, yeah. Um, this, is, this, is, this is true. I mean, you would get rid of all your Quang Shi, but if you just had one... That's right. I would yeah. trade a five-point model to kill a 40-point well, specular any day yeah, of the week. If you do the detonate skill, it blows up 
all of the Guangxi that you have. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> so if you got like four of them, it's 40 points in four orders. You just lost. Oh, yeah, yeah, nah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so technically, there's nothing in the rules that say you can't do this. Um, I'm sure it'll probably be cleared up one day because basically CB have time and time again come out to say basically the only way you can get rid of impersonator is to discover them twice first. Yeah, right? okay, yeah. Or they reveal themselves. Mm. So is this something that they've just missed or is it intention? Probably, yeah, who knows? can you explode on a... I mean, it was a really good thought. We're like, oh, but it's a mine, so yeah. you can't. He was like, oh, okay, well, moving on. Mm. But yeah, I liked, I, liked, I liked the way he was thinking about taking out that speaker. I liked it a lot. Mm. Anyway, Should sorry. we move on to the, the meat and potatoes of the topic? Can do. Uh, so, I guess so, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, what do we want to talk about? We want to talk about preparing for an event. Shall we start yes, with we leave do. passes first? With what? Leave passes. <laughs> so those are those are one of the most one, one of the important things we will be talking about. Um, as Nick has said, well, there are uh, a lot of events coming up. Uh, big events, small events, two days, one days. Some of them are interstate, some of them are in-state. Mm. Uh, there's a whole heap of excitement right now for Infinity. Lots of people are like, oh, oh there's an event. Oh, there's an event. Let's go mm. here. Um, but how, you know, do you, like, when do you, like, how do you decide you know what event to go to like you know when to, you know how to kind of make that leap into going to an event yeah i guess an important thing to note as well that if you are going to decide whether or not to go with the way that events are selling out these days mm. you might want to make that decision as quickly as you possibly can also really good yeah Australia. yeah that really yeah. good point so i think what um, what julian was sort of saying there before was obviously the first if you decide yeah okay let's let's go to cancon mm. as an example or any event really First thing you need to do is find out if you can go. So, you know, generally events are on weekends. Weekends people won't generally work unless you're working in hospitality or shift work. Mm. Um, so first of all, find out you can, you know, you can go. Um, Check your calendar. Make sure you don't have anything else on that weekend, and yeah. then uh, take your partner out for a for, <laughs> for a lovely dinner before springing the question on her on uh, the before spring yeah springing the information that. Um, you're going to be spending a weekend or, or, or a full weekend day uh, outside of their company. Yeah, and that's really important to do that, uh, preferably uh, well in advance so that people know. Uh, put it in a calendar. Uh, I've actually started, this is really good, me, my partner and I, all of my partners made me uh, start filling in the Google calendar that we share together <laughs> on a regular basis. Yeah. Because yeah. not only for my work stuff, but also for my hobby stuff. Like yeah. I've got Thursdays blocked out, hobby night. Yeah, this is, there, this, every, it's a this, recurring this event. Is, mm. This is now a how to maintain a healthy relationship podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's like it's like I said, it's super important. Like I've got like I was talking to Brett last night, going, okay, yeah, so yeah, so I've got an event this weekend, and she's like, what? What really? I was like, yeah, I'm running it. And she's like, you didn't tell me that. I'm like, it's in the calendar. She's like, oh, touche. This is like this is like yeah, the emails yeah, with work. No, Got it in the, an email. The, have you checked the calendar? Is yeah. the biggest fucking power move. <laughs> And when you get when you can pull that off, it's like, like particularly so. The shared I have a shared calendar with Kirsty, my partner as well, mm -hmm. and the calendar was her idea, and I am forget forever forgetting to check the shared calendar. So, so oh, can I yeah, add a step yeah. of even more of a power move there? So it's in the calendar, but then they go, oh, well, maybe you just added it a couple of days ago. You go, no, I've actually got a screenshot of the time and date that I entered oh, it in. Oh, wow. That's, that's preparing for the... For, Mate, for I work that. in the construction like industry. You've got to have uh, your emails and... Uh, Dot your eyes and cross yeah, your yeah, you gotta have a record of everything. So mm. yeah, so it's really important. Like you know, even if you're single, you know, you want to make sure that you know you're not. It's not going out on a hot date. Not interfering with date. Not interfering with anything else. Mm. Family life, kids, all that sort of stuff. Because those are uh, you know 
sorry, I don't actually like saying this, but it's really it fits really well. At the end of the day, oh, kill me. Um, it is. We are just pushing toy soldiers around. So first things first is make sure that you can do it. I know. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is that, is that? Is that? I know. I don't like saying that phrase. Mate, something about that phrase it's just, makes me it's choke. Just a, it's just a game. It's Kev. cliche. It's just a game. It's toy game. soldiers have feelings too. Like I'm telling you right now. I don't play my JSA at all, and then every time I get them out, I get fucking creamed with them because they go, "You don't love us, you never play us." <laughs> I'm telling you right now, it's it's a thing. Like, I mean, we all we also have to think about ourselves, you know, as well. Mm. Like our mental, you know, if we if we don't mm. if we don't play for a certain period of time and everyone's just off having fun playing events and you're not, then I'll say that's not good for you either. So you should try to make time for your hobby. But uh, I guess in, in the first instance, make sure you can go. Make sure you can attend in whatever way that you can attend and make sure people know that you're going to it. Um, you know, fran- friends, family, work. Exactly, sort of yeah. So, but I, I guess that there's more things to consider than just whether or not you are available for That's correct, event. yes, because, because uh, these, these events are typically not free. Uh, even the sort of local one-day events usually has an, uh, submission, uh, a registration a cost of, yeah. of like you know, about 20 bucks um you know which you know which is it's all relative uh how much money you're earning what you're saving for uh what you can budget so obviously check that you can afford to go um and then as we were saying before events are financial advisor kevin <laughs> here i mean yeah. well, i mean we've gone from an infinity podcast to a relationship <laughs> podcast now we're a finance podcast finance like podcast. which share should i invest in and now we're uh, what shares you'd be investing? Yeah, just uh, trans urban's mi- always good. Just micro, Sorry, that's a very just micro invest. Meme. I don't know. I don't really know. I just give money to things, and sometimes it comes back. I actually have a really detailed answer for that question, but I'm not going to go into it on our podcast. No, <laughs> we can, we can start it. Maybe we should start a financial podcast. Oh, my God. money with Nick. <laughs> we will not be starting a financial podcast. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, sorry, where were we? I don't know. Uh, we were talking about, uh, I was trying to get into the next, the next important thing, which you guys had already mentioned, uh, because of the, uh, you know, everyone signing up for events, is to remember to sign up for the event that you and want to go early. to. And pay early. And, yeah, Unlike sign up, Julian who forgets. Pay early. There's a few, few reasons. One of them is because things will sell out and you won't be able to go, so you've gotten all this time off work, you've asked your partner, wife, husband, whatever... And then you can't go anyway. Yeah, if we look at the big uh, tournaments that are coming up in Australia with CanCon is mm-hmm. capped at the moment. Um, and uh, Novacore, which is not until June. June, yeah. Um, wow, that's so good. That sold out in less than a week with yeah. uh, over 100 players, like 110 or something. Crazy. 110, yeah. Crazy. So, it is amazing. So yeah, something to, to really look at is that, um, yeah, if, if you want to go to something, remember, remember to sign up. Yeah, and also, um, you know, as a as an aside as well, it also really helps to TO. Because if uh, you run in this kick-ass event and no one's signing up because they're all like, oh, I'll get to it, then the event may get cancelled because no one signed up. That's or right. Or they may not be able to get sponsors or prize support or, you know, any of that sort of stuff. So it yeah. really helps mm. the TO when you can remember to pay and register. And I'm sure you guys are speaking from experience when you say that as well, because you've both... Oh, Kevin's looking at me because I do that the same thing. I'm like, everyone pay, pay now, pay now. And then for his event, I didn't pay until the other day. I was like, oh, sorry. I think it was man. today, wasn't it? No, nah, was, it, I paid yesterday. Yesterday, okay. You paid yesterday, which is five days out. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, so yeah, remember to sign up. And uh, I guess that's a sort of extra little thing uh, there, which is really important, is um, you know, if it's local... Uh, figure out where it is. Mm. Um, we had a quite a funny instance lately. At we were doing a what was it? 
for grand final weekend, I think it was, and we were just going to meet up and all have a few games in the library in Collingwood. Not Collingwood. See, I did it as well. The other um, library. The Carlton. other one. Carlton. Yeah, Carlton. Carlton. Yeah, Carlton Library. And we had put down its Carlton Library on the event page, yet I think one or two people still went to the Collingwood Library. So <laughs> that meant that they were late. It meant that you know they had to you know drive over there. Or, so when you find out where it is, or find out the event, find out where it is, find out how you can get to it, find out if there's parking, um, if you can drive, if you can't drive, find out how far away the closest, you know, the furthest train is. And if it's still getting quite difficult, ask somebody in the community if you can get a lift. Mm. Because, like, we're all we're all friends here. Like, if you don't have a car... Really? Or we're all friends? We're, well, I mean, I'm... Okay, I use the word loosely. <laughs> But, yeah, if you live in the city and you need to get out the sticks or vice versa, yeah. you need to get in. Yeah, just shout somebody up. Someone, yeah. will, someone will give you a hand. And, like, I mean, that's that's great for local events as well, but even events that are not local that you might be going to. Exactly, There's yeah. even more things you have to organise for, for, yeah. for, for transport, for flights, or if you're catching the, the train or whatever, but then accommodation as well. Comes oh, exactly, yeah, which all feeds into, into it. It feeds into cost as well. And mm. also, you know, you have to ask all these questions. I mean, I signed up for I signed up for HeroCon in December, which is in Brisbane. You're also going to that one in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Jeez. So, so this is this is how. It, how so what, I'm not. I'm what not, kind of bribery are you giving Brit, man? Well, I haven't actually told her about Jeez. New Zealand yet. Oh my god! <laughs> it's, it's a good thing our partners don't listen to our podcast. <laughs> yeah. I haven't told her about New Zealand yet, but I also haven't booked the flights yet. But I did book the HeroCon one without yeah. without much notice but i did tell brett i was like hey would you well actually i i i set it up with hey would you like to come to brisbane on the 5th to 7th of december and she was like "Ooh, why would i want to go to brisbane so i said do you mind if i go to brisbane for an infinity tournament and she says that's fine so see i i it's funny because i was talking to because like i've always kind of wanted to go to interplanetaria yeah and i'm like oh you know really big international tournament for infinity where to go and Anya's like no, nah, not interested. Taken, and then you, I showed her photos of Vigo, oh, and yeah. she was like, "Oh yeah, let's go, let's go." <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it, yeah, the com- you see, you've done the conversation completely wrong there, Julian. Mm. Instead of starting off with, "We, I'd like to go to an Infinity Tournament. Would you like to come with me?" It's like, "We should go on a holiday to Spain. It'll be great. We'll yes. go to Barcelona. We'll go to the. We'll go to uh, Madrid. And then as we go across, we can head over to Vigo as well. I've heard it's a really beautiful town. Mm. Oh, by the way, that's where the Corvus Belly office is." And they've got a tournament on this weekend. That that the weekend that we could be there. So I, just yeah. saying. And I also I did I did throw the age old because Anya's Polish. For those of you who don't know, I'm like, well, we can go to Poland and you know this, that, and the other. And she's like, oh yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh by the way, there's all these museums I want to go to. There's this tank museum. I want to go to this place. And she's like, I fucking hate you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're turning my holiday into a massive nerd fest. <laughs> I think yeah, I think uh, it is important well, to like to uh, to learn that. Uh, how to you know it, it's just basic communication it's not like it, we're not we're not we're not talking about how to deceive your partners right this is not we're, it's being it's basically about having an open and honest and frank discussion and then just coming out like adults because you know you can always try the Jedi mind tricks you know you let me go to the tournament well I mean that's <laughs> na- I mean, that's never worked yeah it's uh, never worked yeah. for me either. No. <laughs> Usually oh, you must be strong minded sorry <laughs> no but um, yeah like you're saying Nick uh, with the uh, obviously the interstate events international events will obviously cost, cost more money and require a lot more planning so um, figure all that out definitely so, so now we're okay. assuming we've decided that we're going to go to an event yeah we've great. organized it we paid for accommodation 
organized our, we've got our the brownie points all all stacked up yep we've got the car sorted ready full of fuel what's what happens next what happens next well what happens next is you then need to prepare for this event build a list get um, practice in yeah as That's far it, as as far as the actual reason you're going there is to throw dice and play play the game of infinity play the game so yeah the next the next thing is yeah to to do that mm. so what do we want to start on maybe things? mission selection first yeah, yeah I, 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 guess, I guess it comes down to what your style of list building is as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Like, for the longest time when I played ISS, I had pretty much two lists that I played for the whole time, for the whole year almost. Um, and they were suited to all the types of missions. So maybe I would make a couple of tweaks here or there. Mm. But um, then there's got you've got some people who have got... Um, all sorts of different factions as well and might have to decide what kind of faction they want. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. like, y- y- generally, you'll see... Um, I mean, less so with these current seasons because pre- in previous ITS seasons, the missions were split down between the direct action missions and the the specialist heavy yeah, missions. Yeah, they did get rid of that still, in season 10, They've gotten yeah. rid of that now. I think it's still... They still generally look at, like, like, for example, even your tournament on the weekend coming up. Yeah. Like, there's one mission that is blatantly just... You've got it. You don't need specialists. Mm-hmm. And then there's two where it's like, if you don't take specialists, you can't play. Yeah, so right. Okay. I think it's there's still that trend where it's like, all right, there's two. If it's say it's a five round tournament, there's generally two missions that you don't need it. Oh, like you then, can definitely still there's yeah. still a dichotomy between what the missions are, but yeah. there is no longer in the framework of having an event. It's mm. a direct action event, yeah, or of it's a whatever yeah. the fucking other like, word was. Going back two years ago, like you rock up to an event and it would it would literally be like all the missions were just specialist or they were all just white pe- people off the face of the planet because they had that split. Yep. And let's face it, you didn't see a lot of those missions where it was like just white people off the board. It was generally all the specialist ones. So what you found was people would build their lists to either a long-range list mm. or a short-ranged, all right, this is a close table list. I think now what you see is you see people go, okay, I've got one list, which is the specialist list. And then the other list, which is the all right, I've got quadrant control, so I don't need specialists. Yeah, because we because we are seeing missions like I don't know countermeasures, mm. which is specialist heavy mm. mixed in next to annihilation decap. or decapitation. Yeah, yeah, um, things like that. Mm. So like, yeah, on, like on the weekend, you've got decap, safe area, um, and countermeasures. Um, countermeasures. So yeah. it's like, well, safe area and countermeasures. You need to have a good chunk of specialists. Yeah, or a decap, you don't don't need them you don't need them you don't need and them it's like all. you don't even want to have chain of command because if you then get your lt killed you don't want him getting killed again twice in the same turn yeah so um it's very much decap is a mission where you're like i don't want to spend the extra points on specialists because i want to go and kill stuff yeah true so although uh bear in mind uh mm-hmm. chain of command is optional this is true this you is don't true. have to uh, mm-hmm. enable it if you do but, but again I mean, you look at it and go why do i spend the points in chain of command Unless it's, it's unless it's on something that you're going to take anyway. Free. Yeah, like yeah. the puppet bot controller, for example. Oh, not the puppet bot that's controller. Counter that's counter ca- That's count. That's um. Counterintelligence. Yeah, I'm thinking of um. There's probably one. Yeah, there's one. I'm trying to think of it. Well, uh, a yeah. Vasily, for example, in TAC, because yeah. he's either your you'd, lieutenant or he's chain of command. But yes. in DCAP, you'd probably take him as your LT though, because he's a salt. Anyway, we'll get into that later. Yes. We uh, could probably use your example as a. Had a right list, but anyway, could yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah but I guess what you're saying mm. is uh, it is up to the individual. Some people mm. like to build a list for missions. Some people mm. like have a uh, selection of armies that they always take, and they think that they're good all comers, and they just mm. run them because mm. they're comfortable. Uh, but yeah, there's lots of things. You know, like mm. we were saying, like you know, you look at the mission selection, you choose what you're most comfortable with. Mm. You also then look at if you 
Uh, if you can run a vanilla or a sectorial, mm. that's kind of some. Uh, and like, if if for example, biotechvore is in the mix, mm-hmm. then your decision on if it's going to be a sectorial or a vanilla faction is going to be heavily weighted in one direction because of that. Vomit yeah. reacts only for <laughs> biotech. <laughs> oh, uh, uh. Oh, we'll get into missions that more missions think, that Julian doesn't like coming yeah, up oh after the God. break. I'm the I'm the I'm the salty the yeah. salty. I don't like this. We'll record that episode next week and then yeah. publish it. I mean, we we have people. Sorry, I was going to say, we have people like you. No, we have... Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Like you say, everybody's different. Um, not everybody, you can't please everybody with mission selection. But from the from the perspective of a, of a player, yeah, if, if mm. Biotech 4 is there, you might think mm. about sectorials. If you have access to a sectorial, you mm. know, unless you just have... Well, I guess if you have vanilla, you can generally get a sectorial as well. Yeah, um, like, like I'm the player, I start in vanilla and then I just go branching out to all the sectorials. Yeah. So like I did that with Ariadna where I started Ariadna. Now I've got all the sectorials except for US area no mm. um, <laughs> yuck um, and then same with combined army except for um, Onyx Onyx yeah, yeah. I, just, I just don't suit my play style yeah I don't like the whole I started my deployment zone in advance anyway that's another story um, and then again Eugene I didn't do that with JSA I just went straight into JSA but that was different but anyway yeah, different yeah. I think um, one of the points I was going to make in terms of my own list building because I'll do it for mm-hmm. Because CanCon, obviously, they've released the missions and they are show of force, unmasking, acquisition, capture and protect, and quadrant control. And so, obviously, I looked at that and went, well, show of force, you need a tag. Mm-hmm. And then quadrant control, actually having a tag is not a bad thing. Really good, yeah. Quite yeah. Good. Really good. So, I looked at that and I went, cool. They both don't need specialists, so that'll be my non-specialist list and I'll take a tag. Yeah. Um, and then unmasking and acquisition, capture and protect, they don't need tags good specialist missions so that's mm-hmm. my specialist list yeah and further I, to that I looked at this, this, the armies that I take well I don't really want to take Toha I know Rob Cantrell made an episode about that where he's like I'm, not, I'm taking Toha um, because you know no one's going to expect it but yeah he made some good points there though he did but, make yeah. very good points and I agree with him mm-hmm. um, I think for me though I, I just didn't feel the love for Toha for this particular mm-hmm. no yeah so, so no yeah so, yeah so talk us through how you so got, I went got, got to that I, I decided I would go for TAC because for unmasking, acquisition, capture and protect, quadrant control, I think they're very good. Shot why, why are they very good? Well, you have in capture and protect, for example, you have to go and get the node, bring it back. Mm-hmm. Got heaps of models that can start at the table that can do that. What like? Strelox. Okay. Um, they're for deployment level four, one. Though. Level two. Oh, two. Okay. Level yeah, two. Cool. yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, you got antipodes that can go up and kill stuff very mm-hmm. quickly if they manage to get to yours. Yep. Um, so you've got that ability to move up, come back very quickly. Um, unmasking, you've got specialists coming out the wazoo that start up the table that can then kill the designated targets. Again, Strelok, so I thought they're very good at that. Acquisition, again, lots of specialists that can sit on the buttons at the end of the, the turn to give you those points. Quadrant control, again, lots of specialists starting up in those zones. Well, not specialists, but models that have the ability to start up in these yeah. zones. Also, um, because the data tracker, if your data tracker gets extra points, if mm. you're scoring it mm. and they get their own order, mm. mix that with show of force. If you take the Ratnik yeah. or something like that. Because, of course, I forgot the Ratnik gets an extra order and show of force. He gets an extra order, show of force and... I quadrant don't control? think quadrant control. Quadrant control, I think I they do. Let's but let, they we'll, definitely count extra. We can double check that. But yeah. Um, I see where you're coming. You're going for this. Yeah, yeah. Data, uh, not a data tracker doesn't yeah. get an extra. Order. I, I think what we're getting. Oh at- no, data tracker special order. Yep. So quadrant control they do. And again, so taking a ratnik in quadrant control is not bad. Like it's not a great model, but 
you have to take uh, a heavyweight or a tag, I guess, if you go for that mission. That mission for yeah. show of force. So taking a Ratnik in Control is not a bad idea. Um, yeah, I mean, it kind of doubles up. Like mm. we were saying, is you don't want to just take a tag or a heavyweight just because of show of force. Mm. It'll obviously have uses in other missions. Mm. But I guess what you're saying, Nick. Yeah, what we I guess what we're getting at is that you've got when you go to an event, mm. you're taking two lists, right? Yeah, yeah. And the array of missions, whether it's three missions, five missions, six or seven missions, I've never heard of a seven round tournament, but that mm. would be amazing. Um, and tiring. You, what you yeah, what you want to mm. do is look at the similarities or the the common themes between mm. some of those uh, missions yep. to figure out which list you want to tailor towards which missions and which list is going to be tailored towards the other missions. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a, it was a good breakdown you did there. Yeah. You know, you're saying like, oh, these are the missions. This mm. is the breakdown. Mm. What armies do I have at my disposal? Mm. This is the good one. And this is the reason why. So yeah. that's a, it's like, a good, it's some, a good some things yeah. that you go. can, some things you can find are whether mm. or not you need tags. Mm. Yeah. Um, the, if, if there's lots of area control missions mm. or heavy killing missions, things where you, you want things to want to be able to kill things or things where you don't want your own stuff to die. Mm. Um, specialist heavy or no specialists at all yeah um there's there's all sorts of different ways you can um even uh, with recent missions at um at a recent tournament that um that we had where at burn city brawl actually where a couple of missions had exclusion zones Mm -hmm. um that's that's a common denominator for those ones and so it can be something that you can consider as yeah yeah you might want to make like one less yeah because if you've got if you've got missions if there's a few missions that have got uh um What's the zone in the middle that you can't deploy in called? Exclusion zone? Yeah, if you've yes. got missions with exclusion yes. zones. The thing that I literally just ago. said 30 <laughs> seconds ago. That's why we were all like, yeah. did you mean to say it? Yeah. <laughs> you just said it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with exclusion zones, you're you're kind of wasting yourself if you're taking loads of stuff with infiltration because mm. they can't really take advantage of that. Yeah. Well, they still can, but not to the not same. Not as much. Yeah. No. Yeah. But yeah, um, they, they, they lose their effectiveness. So do yeah. you create a list that doesn't have them or has mm. less of them and then have another one that has more if mm. you need them for something like quadrant control? So yeah, no, that's Le- that's Leads good, good, I guess, into talking about factions. Yeah, oh, I did the, have one more thing I wanted yeah. to sorry, mention on that thing. It was, mm. you were saying what's important to you. Mm. And uh, I was thinking tonight as we were getting ready to record, I was like, what is important to me mm. right now for an event? Mm. Um, and I've again, been thinking really hard about the hobby aspect yeah. lately. Um, not that I'm very good at it, but um, with all these two-day tournaments coming up, I'm mm. like, right, I have you know four weeks to get a fully painted army. Mm. Um, so if that's important to you, if your if your thing is to have a theme or to have a really mm. kick-ass army to maybe win a painting competition, mm. you know, start thinking about that as well in, in advance because yeah. you know it, like time can slip away quickly. Mm. Um, you know, not everyone like, wants to play with like you know a silver surfer army. Yeah, we, we, you know, we want to go there and uh, you know show off what we can do, not just yeah. in the game but also with regards to your hobby. Like, I'm, um, yeah. I'm the same as well. Uh, I think yeah. for me, two day events, I just got to have a painted army. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. For someone like Easton. I view it as a somewhat of a practice event. Yeah, so definitely. I think yeah. sort of every now and again, I might run a, uh, a maybe a half painted army. It might be an excuse to try something different as well. Yeah, like yeah. three games one day, just yeah. try something off the wall, mm. and then if it doesn't work, then it's yeah. fine. You haven't really. Yeah. I still it. don't believe that you should, unless you don't like painting, which is fine. But I still think firmly for my own thing, I I have to at least have a, a fair majority of the army painted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, won't, I agree. Yeah, like I, re- I remember I ran Toha once at an event unpainted and like I did well 
I think I actually was one of the Easterns. Or was it? Oh, no, you did well or you didn't do well? No, I did well. I think oh, I came well, second. Okay. I think <clears throat> Callum beat me and that was or second or third. I can't remember. But I didn't feel that good because my army wasn't painted. Mm, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, an, it's an important point because mm. like you're going to an event, could be 20 people, could, could be 10 people, could be 20 people, could be 100 people, right? We're not all gonna. We're not all going there to win that event, right? Mm. We're going there only to play three Infinity. Are win. Exactly. Yeah. Um, or only one person's going to win. But three will do. You know, get the uh, the but, look, I did well at the event. Yeah. You know, um, second and third loser. But I mean, you can First set your second loser, like sorry. in terms of yeah. In terms <laughs> it's a very very boomer mentality of you there, Kevin. <laughs> but, like, no, no, where yeah, it came from? <laughs> you. I mean, you've just said only three people are going to do well at the event. I yeah. mean, I think do well is mm. something that is subjective and that we set our yeah, own goals exactly for like for example at um at burn city brawl i'd set my goal to finish in the top 25 percent or something yeah it's like it's like a burn city brawl king julian's objective was to place directly middle of a pack and he achieved that okay <laughs> <laughs> weird flex but okay weird flex but okay um yeah and so i guess what, what my point is that um what we what we are well we, we might not be going to an event to come first where def- everybody's going there to play games and have fun playing those games right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and if you're not going there to have fun then you should probably reevaluate your priorities but my point is that play what- 40k Ooh! oh snap <laughs> oh, um, that Sneed. personally I-, I will always enjoy a game more when you've got two fully painted armies on the table because the aesthetic and like the look of the whole thing, if you're taking photos or whatever, just looks so much better. Yeah. No, yeah. I think what you said about, about a goal is really great. Like mm. if there is a big event coming up mm. or even if a small event, anything. And even if, if you're you not can't a hobbyist set yourself, yeah. and, like you get a commission painted, like that's awesome. You know, as long as you've got a fully, it just adds so much to, like me, I'm a hobbyist, but my Ariadne is not painted by me. It's painted by Josh Van Zane for two reasons. One, I could not be bothered painting all the Ariadne models. Two, I had a scheme that I knew he would do really well and I wanted him to do it. So I got him to do it. And every now and again, I'll get him to do extra stuff as new models come out. And it's just such a nice feeling playing with fully painted models oh, yeah, at a sure, tournament yeah. against another fully painted army. Like I was playing at Burn City Brawl against Jacqueline with her foreign company and her army was fully painted. My combined army was fully painted, both painted to a you know, pretty high standard, I would mm-hmm. consider, both painted by us. And we were sitting there at the side of the game going, this and looks a, awesome. What a beautiful game. What a beautiful game. It was on it was on the micro arts well. table as yeah, well. Yeah. So I was like, this is a this is a very thematic game. And it was because she then proceeded yeah. to wipe me off the face of the table. But beautifully painted armies would have made it good for a I reckon it would have been a good uh, white dwarf kind of style. Oh yeah. Battle Battle report. Report. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like yeah, yeah. Set yourself a goal if you mm. don't think you can if you don't think you're in the top whatever, just set yourself a goal. Paint that army, try something new, try a new faction. Mm. It doesn't have to be painted, but just be like, oh, I'm going to try a new faction and have it, mm. you know, up to a tournament standard by X date. Or by- even like what Gab did recently when he talked about in the podcast, the Pokemon challenge, where he was like, I'm going to try and win yeah. a tournament with a different faction. Yeah, like... <laughs> That's a bit of a longer term one. That's right. Like, but, you yeah, know, my, it's still, my, it's my, still my, my goal is to... Uh, I think it's a fairly lofty aspiration to be able to set yourself, to be able to want to win. <laughs> I'm not having to go at Gav, but to be able to want to win uh, eight tournaments with completely different factions. It's it's. There's not many people in the world that mm-hmm. are going to be able to do that. But he's a beast and he can. Someone, oh, like, oh, someone, yeah. like, someone like me, it'd be more like, I'm just going to play eight different factions um, potentially in a year. And that's yeah. my Pokemon challenge. But I think it's a good idea. I think it's a great idea that Gav had where he was like, all right, I'm going to challenge myself. 
to try something different from a tournament perspective and I'm going to run eight different no. factions. Yeah, uh, but I, yeah. I guess, I mean, bringing it back to one of these points we've got here in the in the notes is that um, you want to be playing something that you're... If you, if you want to, I guess if you want to do well, you want to mm. be playing something that you're comfortable with and yeah. you're experienced with. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, gonna, else, but I have else, a yeah. good point in that we're actually you don't saying... Have, not necessarily, though. I mean, yeah. it doesn't have, it's not a fast rule. It's again, like those CanCon missions, I looked at that and I'm like, all right, so... I felt as though with this particular mission selection that combined army would be good and also tack would be really good. And so I was like, all right, well, which, which do I want to play? And again, further analyzing the mission selection, which should I feel more comfortable with in? One of the things I've found that I really struggle with in combined army is the ability, you do have those profiles that can do it, but they're not very hardy, is the ability to get into your deployments, deployments zone and then get out or just really throw something in there that can just sit there and be a massive pain in the ass. And I feel like in those missions where show of force... Don't you run speculos? Yeah, but speculos are still a one wound model that when they go down, they're very expensive. So it's like, you know, show of force, un- unmasking, acquisition, capture and protect, quadrant control. They're all missions where if you put something really hard and deep and insert it, you know, as, as bad as it sounds, oh, into God, your opponent's uh, anus um, and just make them deal with it, it can really basically win you the game, even if they kill it very easily, so to speak. They're spending that first turn in the on the back foot, yeah, um, or even the second turn if you go second, um, and I felt that was a very strong position for these missions, and so that's why I felt Tack was great because you have stuff like the Strelok Antipode, who's not too expensive, who you can put in their DZ and go suppressive fire with an Antipode is going to throw a trench hammer. You have just regular Antipodes who can run up and just be like, All right, deal with this, mm-hmm. or in. Um, acquisition you have antipodes who let's say your opponent goes first picks the box up runs it back to their dz you're like fantastic way antipodes run up kill whatever it is awesome yeah, yeah. or if you go ad or something like yeah, that. Like AD, that. yeah ad yeah. Yeah, yeah um whereas CAI felt could do that but the models that they had to do Not that were cheaply. either very expensive yeah or they're one moon single piece models and it's like well great if I get a lucky crit happen on them, mm-hmm. fantastic. I've just lost that ability to do that. Yeah. Um, and I guess the, the other side of that decision mm-hmm. um, coming from a player that's not as experienced, like for myself, what I'm saying is yeah. that, because um, I've only, up until now, I'm only finally for the first time branching out into another faction. Yeah. Up until now, I've only ever played Yujing, right? Mm. So I don't have the luxury of mm. four, five, six different armies to be able to pick from, right? <laughs> I've got I've got the point now where I've got like so many cases. I've, I've got like three cases, right? Three big cases, and I'm like, mm, I have to get another case now. Oh no! Yeah, I'm like, oh, I don't. I can't be all the transporting models out. It's pretty. It's pretty bad. I'm yeah. Lie. So so I guess I'm I'm the other side of that coin where mm. I'm like, okay, I, I do I do have the option between vanilla and sectorial because mm. I have mm. played vanilla using quite a bit, but I've also mm. played both the sectorials. Mm. Um, I probably won't be taking tack to um, to CanCon because I haven't yeah. wanted to play them. You wouldn't have played game. enough, um, yeah. which goes back to being comfortable, being comfortable, and, 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 yeah. and knowing what you, what your list is. But, but also, like I guess, as a flip to that is, you know, is you might want to challenge yourself. You might set yourself oh, a challenge yeah. and be like, I'm gonna play the shit out of tack for the next three, you know, four months and yeah. take them to CanCon. Which was, but that's the challenge you need to set yourself out mm. in advance. Mm. So when you decide, you know. Two weeks ago, when yeah. before CanCon sold out, you're going to go. You need to 
you know, start making that decision early. No point making that decision two weeks before the event where you're like, yeah. oh, I'll try pack. Which is kind of what may not to do me. well. <laughs> Unless you're like, Rob Cantrell and well, decide to yeah. play yeah, Eugene two days before an event <laughs> and then win. Rob is, Rob is obviously got a very high midichlorian count and is actually a Jedi. Um, he's, he's very modest. Yeah. So see. Um, very very was, modest man. I was going to say, on that point, you were talking about setting a challenge. So I kind of did that with CanCon as well in that I've, and again, um, I'm doing it with your Eastern Uprising and I'm starting that challenge now, is that when TAC first came out, I got super excited about him. You know, I had my army already painted because I'd played pretty much TAC. Um, when you were playing Vanilla. Vanilla, yeah. 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 Um, and I played a heap of games with them, but I they didn't appeal to me at that particular point in time. I don't know why, they just didn't. Um, and at the time, Vanilla Combine, um, Chaz Vasti, that was what I was hard for. And so I played the shit out of them for like a year. Whereas now I've played a couple of games of Attack and I'm like, yeah, these are my jam. And then of course the Can Commission's release, your mission's release for East and Uprising. And I was like, I think I'm going to give Attack a run, just a real hard run up until CanCon. Yeah. And potentially even Novacore. And that's just going to be my tournament mission, my tournament, sorry, army for that sort of season. Yeah. Um, and then what you know, and then after that, I might try dash hat, try something different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that that was my sort of thinking, and that was my challenges that I'm gonna run tack for a solid six months yeah. in the lead up to CanCon, see how it goes. You know. Okay, so so, so now you've chosen tack mm. as your uh, your army. Like, okay, yep, we've got mm. the mission. Or Eugene go. in Nick's case, we've mm. we've uh, we've got we booked our flights to CanCon or you know our mm. car or whatever accommodation. Tack's coming. Mm. Uh, no, we need to. You need to practice. You need mm. to get get those games in. Yeah, mm. Get get good, as yeah. you say. I think and this comes back to community building as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm kind of going off, but it's I think it's a good point to make. Is that I think a great way of getting practice in for an event is having a regular game night. And so one of the things that we did in the lead up, Rid Sullivan, um, Alex, and John, when we first sort of started the little gaming night at House of War, we started that on a Thursday night, and it just John really started it with Alex. And they basically said, every Thursday night, we're going to be at House of War, rain, hail, or shine. Religiously. Religiously. And it has grown from the four of us at the start, really, in the space of two years to being like, you go there now, and like the worst night we have is where like six people are there. Yeah, yeah. And it can be anywhere between six and 15 people. Yeah, we've we've had had like five tables going at one point. And it means that if you go, all right, I only practice for Eastern Uprising or CanCon, I just go, I'm just going to be there every Thursday night, and I'm going to be there at five o'clock, and I'm just going to get two games in. Yeah, and like, yeah, and you yeah. put it on the Facebook, uh, yeah, you know, group chat or yeah. the event page, mm. so that people know, mm. you know, uh, that you can get a game because there's no point rocking up there and you're the mm. fifth man because mm. not everyone gets games done on time and you might just want to go home. So yeah, yeah, practice, uh, you know, have a regular, have have a regular opponent or mm. have regular opponents, regular game night. Uh, let people know that you're looking for games as well because mm. the games not won't always come to you. And I think that's where a really solid, you know game night if you have the community there if you're building community it's different but if you have that you know community having that solid game night every night of the week yeah. is just a fantastic yeah. way it, of getting practice it in. takes persistence as well yeah. like yeah. like you say like you're dealing with that with melbourne at the moment yeah the stuff yeah. we're doing like i've unfortunately i've just been so flat out over the past sort of month and a half i've not actually made it mm. into in the city the the games we've started in the city so that mm. has kind of fallen by the wayside a little bit and I'm, I'm i'm wanting to pick that back up because but it, at least russell from what i've seen has kind of stood yeah. into that and it yeah. seems to be from what I've seen on the Melbourne group where people are posting, they're going, let's have games on Monday, let's have games on Monday. Who's going to be there? So it's getting to that point now where you're getting critical mass where people yeah. are there and 
they'll be able to get their tournament practice in. Yeah, and even if you mm. don't have like a you know a solid community, mm. um, you know if you do have a couple of players, I mean, yeah, you might not want to do this. You might mm. feel a bit shy, but just yeah, harass harass people. Like so every week, hey, I'm looking for a game. Hey, I'm mm. looking for a game. Mm. Hey, I'm looking for a game. Who wants to play? With, who wants to play with me? Mm. Or, you know, and if it's not that night, try another night. Um, mm. uh, if I you found weeknights work best. Weekends. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I think it varies. Yeah, it does vary. There's a few people like I think Jacob's one in particular who really prefers the weekends. Yeah, but most mm. people that Thursday night or that Monday night just seems to be like yeah, it's because it, if if it becomes a known thing, then mm. then you can always know that if I want a game of Infinity, I can get one on Thursday night. I can get one on Monday night. I can get one whatever your local night is. Mm. If it's if it's a known uh, quantity, then then it just makes it easier for for people to organize it. Yeah, right. And so it's something that people don't have to work around. I mean, going back to what we we're talking about with having like calendars and, and knowing what you're doing on whatever mm. night of the week completely outside of infinity if you if you can like what kev like what you say you've done mm. and just block off that night and say every night every week that's infinity night that's yeah. what i'm doing mm. if you have the ability to do that and there's a community in your area that 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 has that presence mm. then 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 yeah that's great it's a really great opportunity to get in these practice games and that's exactly like last weekend uh, last weekend last week toby and i were like all right Eastern Uprisings in two weeks' time when he gets some practice games in. He hadn't played countermeasures yet, so it's like, right, Thursday night, game night, see you there, we'll get a game of countermeasures in. And sure enough, both there at five o'clock, got our game in, done in an hour and a half. Now, look, we probably could have got a second game in, but I was cooked and he was cooked. So it's an hour left. and a half of your life you'll never get back, Julian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good because I was playing Toby and I love playing Toby. So it was like, I was like... It, uh, even though we both had a really like, well, this mission is not our favorite. <laughs> at the end of it, we were like, all right, well, well what? It's really nice of you to see that. Yeah. Oh, it, it, I, honestly, <laughs> if you guys, if you get a chance to play Toby in Melbourne, play him. He's just such a good guy to play. Um, and um, yeah, at the end of it, we were like sitting down, modifying each other's lists, you know. Mm. And that was the kind of mindset we had was like, we're getting a tournament practice game in to help each other as opposed, all right, let's get a tournament game and crush each other. And all right, we're done, pick up, leave. Now, we sat there for like a half an hour after going, what should I do with my list? What should I do with my list? Um, and even though mm. I'd obviously beaten him, he did have a few tidbits to, that I changed with my list that I picked up, you know. Um, yeah. I mean, it's also it's important to note when you're doing these practice games as well, mm. you can sort of step away from the, the tournament setup yeah. and the tournament yeah. uh, ethos for the practice game itself mm. to say that in this practice game I want to have lost lieutenant role yeah so you could you say to your opponent look you've just won the lieutenant role what do you want to do yeah or you can you can say that like it might did. be a mission that's really good at going first yeah, yeah. Um, th this is I did this with um, or sorry Ryan Kirby did this with me at a practice game for BCB on one of the missions that was really you wanted to go second. Mm -hmm. He won the lieutenant role, and, and, he, and he chose to go first. Yeah, yeah no, really good and point. And we had the conversation about. It. He's saying, actually, this mission is really good for going second. I want to get better practice, so I'm going to go first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's that's great. And I did the same thing with Ryan in our game. I think we played uh, Capture and Protect, and I mm -hmm. chose to go second because mm -hmm. um, I thought right, I've been going. You know, I feel like first is good or whatever it was. But yeah, same idea. Um, I'm going to win the lieutenant role and just choose something I wouldn't normally choose mm. to bring take you out of your, your comfort yeah. zone, play differently. You're not always going to win the LT role. And yeah. the other thing you can do is like, obviously when you're playing at a tournament, you've got to be very tight with what you do. You've got to be, I'm using Gavin's favorite word, litigious in that, you know, you can't be the guy that's like, oh, I'm going to take that back. But at the same time, when you're doing practice games for a tournament, I think you've got to be really tight and got to be really strict 
but you've also got to be compromised and be like, all right, we need to take this back because we can learn from this. So yeah. again, Rem- we- it's it's important to remember that the practice game you're having is, is practice. M- it's a practice game. It's yeah. not game day. Yeah, exactly. Right? So like Toby and I had a situation in, in our game where um, I'd stood up my Frontovic with sni- sniper rifle and it was I, I had broken my link and to move something, but then reformed it with him back in it. He had missed that little bit of an interaction. And so he'd stood up his Noctifier and it was kind of like, what's he doing with this Noctifier? Because it would, he'd come out of HD, moved it, revealed it and shot at my front of it. And I'm like, whoa, 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 hang on a second. Don't do that. I'm going to annihilate you. You're like one dice on a six mm-hmm. and I'm two on nines. And he's like, that's right. Um, move back. Don't do it. Yeah, um, and like in because a tournament, that could, have ended, could, could have potentially ended the game. Oh, and it then, would have, you know, yeah. and then you could have been like, "Oh yeah. no, damn! Now yeah. we're you know now we're kind of struggling." Yeah, maybe reset that and mm. try it again. But it was a good learning point for him because he obviously forgot that the front of had MSV to begin with. Yeah, he also additionally forgot that it got back in the link. So he learned from it. We put play the game back because it wasn't a hard; it was like an mm. order. Um, but he learned from it. I learned from it as well from another situation where we had. Um, um, later on the game with one of his hackers doesn't matter but the, the I think the, as the an imp- opponent the you impo- learn more from telling someone hang on maybe you shouldn't do that um, because I think you should do XYZ because then they're going to do something that's actually going to challenge you and it actually worked out well for Toby because he then used his TR bot to great effect against me from an, an angle that I wasn't expecting yeah. that actually did put my front effect down when, mm-hmm. when you're practicing you want to be practicing against the, you, you want your opponent to be the best that they can be yeah, so yeah. you can practice against someone who is playing and the if best. that means guiding them to as if you're say can see something that they can't see that is going to be very good and advantageous to them say they can do a classifier that's right next to them that they hadn't kind of twigged and picked up on yeah tell them to do it because you're learning from it you're going all right now i'm down i've got to do something to pull this back yeah because you're not mm. going to get the opportunity to do that on game day if mm. it's a competitive tournament yeah. where people are like wanting to get that win yeah. on the board they're not going to let you take those take backs they're mm. not going to you're not going to tell when when he stands up that noctifier or no, mm. that noctifier oh, and God. No, you I'm too. sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry when he stands it's, up it's noctifidic when he stands up that noctifidic <laughs> so you do know how to say it right it's not that your mouth can't physically make that sound no I just do it to troll people <laughs> okay. it's like sep sister it's not sep sister sepsitor but I just like saying it like that because yeah. I get a rage fest from people. Yeah, but if that it's like the if, bully, you know, bully like get... <laughs> if you were playing, if you were playing Toby at the tournament mm. and he does that, you're not going to tell him to stop. No, I wouldn't. I'd be like, do it, and then he would have. And but the thing is, he would have learnt from that in a tournament setting. But at the same time, um, you know, it's. Uh, I was going to say I had another situation a long while ago with Rid, where Rid had just picked up Tack, um, and he moved from JSA and was still trying to learn how to play them. I actually wrote lists for him mm-hmm. and he's still playing a similar list. To right. That. Okay. That's good. Yeah. But at the same time, all of a sudden he went from running like tack lists that like I was playing him against and just, you know, 10 zero him every game to all of a sudden he beat me a few times with a list that I'd wrote for him. Yeah. Right. And he learned so much from that. And it made me a better player. Cause all of a sudden I was playing lists that were really difficult for me to deal with, even though I knew it was in them. Mm-hmm. Um, and he learned from it, I learned from it. Um, yep. So I think tournament practice is one of those ones where you should not play, you should play litigious in terms of your movement, your order use, um, but you should also be very compromising and going, all right, we're both going to learn from this 
yeah. and make ourselves better players as a result. I actually had a game recently against Ben, mm. um, and I asked him before he said, "Say, hey, hey, mate, I'm just. Can we? Would you mind if I just we just played on the clock, mm. Um, mm. just to try, just 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 to see? Like, we're obviously not gonna." Yeah. By it, but at the end of the game we can look at how many mm. you know how much mm. time we each took and we can maybe like during the game like evaluate oh yeah like i took 10 minutes for deployment is that something i can improve on so how did you time that did you use like chess a chess clock, clock yeah, app use, or you something use a uh, chess clock app oh, yeah. wow. so i've used that in a few games and uh, always mm. ask an opponent if i want if they can do that if i can do that mm. uh because some people might feel confronted by it but oh, uh, I, I like playing on chess clock generally it's speaking it's it's, it's, it's i mean you're, you're yeah. playing with the chess clock yeah. but not actually on the clock yeah no no we're not on the clock no just i mean if we, if we run out of time get, but it's, it's good like uh yeah after you know after deployment mm. where are we both at oh i've taken you know five minutes you took 10 minutes uh first turn where are mm. we at second turn and you can kind of get an idea of the ebb and flow of the game um and also you know you might know you know in a tournament aspect you might be really rushing turn two or turn three yeah uh, so you're just trying to iron out those creases in a, in a list um and it's to, interesting to, yeah, you to say that. To improve your decision making uh, yeah. ability yeah because some people are really good players but the moment you put them under time pressure they just fracture and they get that like you know analysis paralysis they can't they don't know what to do yeah um and i think it's a really good way of improving your i don't think doing it in a tournament's a good idea but doing it in friendly games um, I think it's a great way of of because often like you rock up to a friendly tournament practice game and you spend ages doing it. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But to have that ability to go, all right, I'm I'm under the time. Um, you know, I, I've got to make these moves now, and it's a tournament game practice game. I think is a is a huge way of of improving your skill. Yeah. And if you have to pause that clock to go, all right, I'm going to discuss with my opponent. You can. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. Yeah, um, of course. Yeah, it's what one thing I noticed. Uh, I picked up on it. I, it actually wasn't what any of my uh, decisions or my moves where I felt like I, where I sort of discovered. I was like, oh shit, I'm taking a long time to do this. Mm. Is I have um, a command panel, right? Yeah. Which is great for my orders and my talk and my tokens. Yeah. But one thing I don't have on my, on my command panel, and it sits in a little Ziploc bag, are my silhouettes. And mm. I have this horrible habit of I'll take an S two out to do something. And I'll go, okay, yeah, cool. And put, put it, it back, back in the bag. Again. Yeah. And then I'm like, where the fuck's up? Oh, shit. I'm like raking through the bag, trying mm. to find this S2. I'm mm. like, no, I just need to put them on my command panel, all of them out there, all the ones I'm going to need, and I just reach for them. Yeah. Um, and I noticed as soon as I did that, I was like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm probably shaving off like, you know, 10 seconds, 15 seconds here and there, which mm. when, when you When up. you are on the clock at the yeah. tournament, mm. it, it all adds up. Yeah. So it's, it's something that I didn't realize I was doing until I was like, why did I just take so long for that? And then Ben was like, I think you were looking for the S5. And I was like, oh shit, yeah, okay. Mm. That I need to, yeah, need to find that. So, um, of course, from a, a TO perspective, another way that also helps with you find, if you're playing like practice games, obviously thing that really eats in time is checking rules. Mm-hmm. And that's something obviously you can't do in a tournament setting. So I think it's something- Hacking helper. Hacking helper is good as well as the- but also. That can take me Com more time. As well. That, that can, can take, take yeah. me more time because I've never learned all the bloody hacking mm. things. So I was going like, to say, what hacking program? The are other you thing use? that obviously Google getting in trouble. Carbonite. Carbonite. Yeah, yeah. Every time. But every time, like I always forget to mm. look through, like to look through my uh, hacking programs in advance. Mm. I'm just like, I'm going to hack you. Well, let me just hang on a second. Well, that's it, yeah. that's the other thing that helps in practice games and tournaments is you 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 start to f- like understand these weird little tiny rules interactions. Mm-hmm. That would otherwise slow you down yeah. in, a, in a tournament setting. The other thing I think a lot of people need to remember is when you're at a tournament, if you have an issue and you're not certain and you think it's going to cost time, just go straight to the TO. They will give you a ruling and just stick with it. 
and okay. it doesn't matter if afterwards it's wrong you can kick up a stink about it but I think that's still the best way to do it and that's the way I always do it um, as a player and as a TO yeah um, no that's, that's fair well that, that might lead into the next bit but before mm-hmm. we move into um, what actually happens at the on the event there was a couple of other things that I think we didn't quite cover was one of them I wanted to mention was uh, playing at House of War is great mm. um, problem with it though is it's two pre-made setup tables and they <laughs> yeah. don't really change yeah yeah um and i actually brought my own terrain with me last week uh, i didn't end up using it because i was just like oh, i'll just start the game because we wanted ryan and i wanted to get two games in so i thought i'll not bother setting up my table we'll just play on this one but afterwards i was like i really need to start playing on different tables because you get used to where the 12 inch line is you know where the, the thing about those is. tables is they're incredibly dense and they are, they are dense Sorry. tables, yeah. And I don't want to move them around too much because they look mm. pretty and we just were happy with how they are. But mm. I think, you know, for other people out there, mm. uh, if you only have a couple of players to play with and you only have one table, just change track, it around. change it around. Yeah, yeah, yeah change, change it around. Really mix it up, make it dense, make it, make it sparse. Give yeah. it a really big open fire lane. Mm. Uh, yeah, try different things. So Playing can, on sparse tables with high order yeah. lists yeah. is Cause, such cause, a different experience. Like the, it the, makes the, you such a more intuitive player i think yeah that, that's the yeah. thing when you when you're going to an event you're going to be playing on tables you've never seen before mm. and uh and if you're not used to if, if you're where you usually play on is really quite dense mm-hmm. then or or like it's a certain setup like you're talking about with house of war yeah. then it can really mm. knock you about to have to deal with with a really sparse table mm. or with really big sort of fire lanes or something that you're not necessarily used to yeah. Uh, can 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 be something that um, like one thing I've noticed yeah. about Victorian tables is we do like our real dense tables and terrain, mm-hmm. and then you go to like the New South Wales guys and they like that as well, but they love throwing in their curveballs where it's like this is a jungle table or this is a table with two snipers nests and lots of open fire lanes, um, and so it's good to practice because when you go to those interstate tournaments and you get those tables, I see a lot of Victorian table players just get bent over when they play a New South Wales guy on one of those tables. Yeah, actually, one thing um, that my game against Vizzy, we, we noticed, and it was mostly because I didn't think to ask because I'm so used to um, the way that we in Victoria play it. Terrain is interactions. You, it is, uh, yeah. Well, terrain interactions, because uh, he likes those, but I like those too, so it's fine. But one of them was um, uh, walkways. So walkways have the fences on them. Yeah, yeah. So we generally play them as they're solid. Yeah, block right? line of fire. Block line of fire, and they're solid. So if you're up against them, cover. If you're prone against them, can't you can't be seen. Yeah. Uh, the way that he was playing it, I didn't realize it until we had an interaction where something could see through it, is they, he played it that it was cover if you're up against it, but if you go prone, you can not you can still see through. Oh. So, like, there was, I think I was walking along prone along a gantry, and it was like, oh, I can see you through there. I was like, oh, okay, sorry, we didn't, you know, we didn't cover that. Yeah. It was fine. Um, oh, no, actually, it wasn't along the gantry. It was, the gantry was kind of head height. And we had two models on either side. And I said, oh, you can't see me as I walk through here. He's like, I can see through the gantry. And I was like, mm. oh, I didn't realize we were playing that way. That mm. changes things. Mm. Um, but yeah, like, like bear in mind that some, play, but some people will play, you know, more true yeah. line of sight. Yeah. Uh, then maybe more of a sort of abstract that mm. we, we might do. Oh, we're I, very simple us Victorians. We just go, if this, like, like the, we are, the classic yeah, we example are. is like, there's a spaceship on the table. All right. The silhouette of the spaceship just goes straight to the ground, even if it's got wings. Yeah, no, and that that's that's fair. And we, that's we had to ease up issues. That, yeah, but some people don't. We had we had yeah. one of those on the table, and we definitely yeah, yeah played it to the ground because mm. the worst thing you want is someone to like you know just shoot you in the ankles. That's not very. Yeah, fun. I can. Yeah. I my the bottom of my silhouette can see through the landing gear. Yeah. to, to the bottom <laughs> of your silhouette. Yeah, mm. 
yeah but and also the yeah you know pl- play with interiors play without interiors that sort yeah. of thing as well so play differently play different table setups different deployments as well and uh, it is also important to remember that we're playing all these practice games but uh, don't burn yourself out guys uh, like we can we can uh, get really into it in the lead up to event but um, yeah there's only so, so many games we can all take uh, before we go uh, yeah I don't want to play this game anymore yeah I, I definitely remember leading up to the previous CanCon I think um, if I had to play Decapitation one more time I would have killed myself <laughs> oh my god so, <laughs> it's um <laughs> It can it can definitely happen, you know. You got to be careful of that burnout. But I mean, when when you when you're sort of leading up to an event, it's it's a bit easier because you've got a goal. Yeah, there's a bit more excitement, perhaps, perhaps in the air uh, uh, around it. But yeah, mm. yeah. All right, cool. Well, I guess we could move on then to the next section. We've talked about uh, picking our factions and getting ready. We talked about our practice games. Now, what happens on the day? We get to game day, and uh, and here we are at our at our big event that we've 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 been yeah. so excited about. We wake up in the morning. It's like yes, it's time to play with toys, and um, <laughs> not like that. But it's like you know, you you gotta remember to wait. You gotta remember to get there, right? You gotta, you gotta get so there on I, time. I, I wake up and I just play uh, Eminem. You know, lose, lose yourself. Lose yourself. <laughs> yeah. Well, Palms wet, <laughs> knees weak. <laughs> If that, mom, if that's mom's, how you mom's spaghetti. spaghetti. <laughs> if that's how you get up in the morning, then power to you. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, yeah, what well, do you we, get up to? Like the Wiggles, you know? Wake up, Ken. I'm, well, to this, to this, <laughs> wake to this. up, Kev. Oh my god. Actually, no. Like, actually, that's a good segue. On the way over here, so generally when I'm driving over to to the record this podcast, I am listening to podcasts. But I mean, like, I can't listen can, to I'm podcasts st- when I drive. I like crash my car. Listening to podcasts, so I was like, oh, I'll just chuck Spotify on. And uh, on the way over here, I just was like, all right, what's the last album I listened to? And um, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, li- li- King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, their latest album, uh, Infest the Rat's Nest. If you haven't listened to it and you like a bit of like, old school thrash metal, I highly recommend it because I got into your house and I was like, fuck yes, let's record a podcast. That's very excited. You can were, I, you were, you were very Kev? excited when you arrived. I was. So, yeah. I was really excited because I haven't listened to like you know music in a little while in the car, and there's just something about listening to a you know a good thrash metal song on the way. Kev, uh, you, you fucking broke my heart, right? Why? You said what, I was you... listening to fucking Spotify, and you didn't say I was listening to Julian's uh, Infinity playlist for fat nerds on oh, the way over, and right. I was like, all right, okay, well, I see does how it, it is. Have any thrash metal? No, it doesn't. No. It's all well, like, that's probably why I haven't. Yeah, but I was yet. got all excited. You got my hopes up. You raised me up. I'm sorry. Are you raised? No. Yeah, uh, and then you just watch <laughs> me fucking. <laughs> you should add that song to it as you well. You raised me up. Yeah. So I can. <laughs> sorrow on me. I can scam on mountain. I don't know don't, the lyrics. Don't make me tap the sign. <laughs> <laughs> the sign. <laughs> but anyway, what we're, where I was getting to the point is, yeah, you you know, you got to get to the event uh, on time. Uh, in time uh, mm. preferably a little bit early as yeah. well so uh, there is nothing worse as a t- as like a to when someone arrives late and if they have good reasons that's fine yeah but if they don't fucking mm-hmm. i'm fucking into you man and, it, and also in the, in the process of getting there you know if mm. you're rushing to get there early please don't forget stuff as well mm. uh, like your minis um, oh my yeah. god so before i was playing infinity i played uh star wars armada for uh-huh. a while mm. and um I went to a tournament. Actually, it was just after I'd moved back from the UK, so I was living back with my parents in Newcastle. Went to a uh, Star Wars Armada tournament. Got there. First rounds are drawn. We're getting the tables set up. I open up my case, and I haven't brought 
any of my models. Oh, Val did that at CanCon a couple of years ago. He came to, he got to the thing. Is like, I don't have my models. <laughs> he oh, had to drive back and get them. <laughs> I think that happened last year at CanCon as well. Yeah. Val brought them. I think he left them as Airbnb. He meant to turn around and grab them. Yeah. And we're like, yeah. You like, know. Luck- luckily, my like, I only have to drive. Like, when you're in Newcastle, uh, everything's 10 minutes away from everything else. Yeah. Um, so I only have to drive 10 minutes home to get my stuff in 10 minutes back. So I was still managed to get there before the game started. Mm. But I had, like, that was the biggest panic of my entire life. I yeah. Can, so, I, can yeah. I just say, I'm going to, I'm going to let you guys in on like a ritual thing I do before a game. Okay. Yeah. So no, it's no. like one of the things I think is super important before you play a game. And I do it whenever my opponent's about to set up. I say, all right, mate, you set up. I'm just going to go drop the kids off at the swimming pool. <laughs> I go do the biggest turd you could possibly imagine. Every game. So if we have three games a day, those are three mammoth turds. Really? Three? Three and mammoth. One like, every game? Yeah. It's Jesus. like, yeah, it's 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 just what I do. It's yeah, just it's my ridiculous. ritual. And if I don't say I'm like running tight between games, it's like, no, I, I'm taking that turd. Like, you don't understand. I'll eat into my first turn time to take that turd. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll generally do that round one, but like... Nah, two, three. Two and three, far so, out. I mean, you're yeah. a big boy, but I don't think you were that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we yeah. didn't even. We should have put in the notes then that, like, when you're prepping for a for a tournament, you need to up the level of fiber that you're intaking. <laughs> you do, because like, there's nothing worse than being like halfway through a game and you're like, oof, I'm bursting at the seams. <laughs> Can feel that turtleneck coming out. But no, it, it is. It is a you know not to talk about poo poo for too long, but um, generally speaking, the the you know your events are on in the morning, yeah. like around ten o'clock. I might get up at eight. I might have a coffee. I might oh, have, I get might, the I coffee have, poo's bad. I might have a little bit of breakfast. By the yeah. time I get there, it's ready. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, like, I, I'm oh, not no. even joking. I have my coffee and 30 minutes later, it's poo time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't so matter I what, it like, is poo time. Do I have time? You know, like yeah. when, when's briefing? Uh, yeah. Do I, you know, have I got everything with me? Ooh, should I wait until after the first round when it's lunchtime and it's yeah. when everyone else is going to go? I mean, we're getting ahead of, the, ahead of mm. ourselves, but come to, come to think of it, the past few tournaments I can think of, I've, Going to the bathroom for a number two, like during my opponent's deployment. Yeah, I do it. It's it's I'm seriously. Like, I'm like, it is, all right, you you deploy. I'll be right back. It is a power play because then you don't worry. They do the old chain. I'm taking a photo of Tio. It's like you don't give two fucks. It's like you got Tio fucking good on you, mate. I fucking drop my kids off at the swimming pool. You know, I don't care. It's like move my link team out. Knock the fire reels. Fucking awesome. Keep on moving. <laughs> and it's no, like, and you know, the best part is if that does happen. You've relieved yourself, so you don't shit your dax. Yeah, and like if you if you get there and you've got time to to, to do a number two during an opponent's deployment, yeah. that's a great way, a great attitude to start the day. You yeah, know, like again, like you know, be punctual. You don't want to be late. You don't want to be like halfway through eating a macas while you're trying to get your minis out of a, out of a box. Mm. Which obviously remember your minis. I quite often the night before will you know have everything next to the front door. Mm. Uh, you know my my tape measure, my my courtesy lists, everything sitting there. Off so I don't have to do it. So I don't have to do it in the morning because mm. I will forget. I uh, have been known to forget. Um, actually, I think last on Thursday night I forgot my tape measure, mm. which is you don't think, oh yeah, my opponent's got one, but it's really annoying. It's really annoying to have to trade because your opponent will have it on his side of the table, and then it gets your turn. You're like, oh hey buddy, can I just uh, have that for a second? Oh yeah, okay, there you go. So, um, yeah, don't forget your tape measure. Don't forget dice either. When don't, you when you like, borrow your opponent's dice, they just roll bad. Yeah. They do not roll good. <laughs> I was going to say, one of the other things I like to do before a tournament is like, I have a little bit of a, as you all know and as everyone knows by now, I if I have to roll one or more dice, so if I have to roll two dice, mm. I will not use the same dice. It is like a fucking... Oh, so you won't, you won't just like roll, you roll, mean, roll. Like they'll all be mismatched. I'll roll like a different 
set of dice. So like if oh. I have one dice, I'll roll obviously the same dice. But if it's two dice, two different dice. So it might be a CB dice and another company. Oh, dice. right. Okay, so if you've got like yeah. five green dice, you will never roll five green dice at the same time. Yeah, so I will make certain in my stacked up thing, I'll have never more than one dice so I don't just grab. It's like a, it's like a superstition thing. Right, okay. So in my bag, yeah. I'll make certain it's laid out so that I'll have different dice so that I grab like say four dice and it's yeah, not. So, so it's, it's not Julian thinking that okay my target number is 12 i'll get the die that is good at rolling 12s mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i do do that cool with my, thing, yeah. my my clear the old combat company dice that they have that i clear and see through that dice fucking rolls 12s it just <laughs> rolls 12s so i'll always roll that as my single dice I, like I'm, I'm not shaming myself that's what i fucking do mm-hmm. um, i think i think we did um because we had a go at you about that one time yeah we, and the funny thing we, was we actually went and tested it tested and, it, water, and, and it was and fine. it was it was fine but the dice this is the best part guys the dice that i had got from a casino company that had decided 20 dice that are like like they'd say that are fucking perfectly weighted they all were fucking rolling they're all like in a salt bath they all showed a 12 really <laughs> so i was spinning him around it was like 12 12 i'm like wow these these are not perfectly weighted at all wow mm. there you mm. go yeah i okay. won't reveal the company's name because it might ruin them yeah <laughs> so i mean uh, yeah so we're talking we about that much pull yeah <laughs> we do we're huge i mean obviously yeah so getting to an event on time is uh, good for your own uh, attitude and your bowels but also great for uh, the TO and your opponents because yeah, we don't yeah. want to add stress to a TO who may be stressing already and mm. we don't want to give our opponents a, a and also bad help. first game by not getting there on time. new people as well, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, great point. Yeah, the, the social aspect, early, yes. You know? If you get there early, a few other people there might be able yeah. to share a coffee. Like, I don't know, I, I, whenever I've got to House of War, I get there like half an hour early just because I go and get food. And I'm always surprised. There's like 20, 10, 20 people just sitting there like fucking mm. ready to go and you're like, geez, you guys are keen. I didn't even go speak to him because I'm not that kind of a guy. I'm going to get my food and, <laughs> you know, go go and go and get myself ready. And then I come five minutes, you know, before the event and everyone's like all talking and happy. I'm like, oh, I've missed out. Um, I should have stayed and talked with people. No, but that's, yeah, that's It's a always good point. interesting seeing people getting early and having chats and meeting people they haven't met before. So, yeah. Um, yeah, like on, on the Facebook event, you know, like Eastern Uprising and Running, you know, it says, uh, you know, the time on the Facebook thing. It says 10 o'clock. There will be people at 9.30. Yeah, so that doesn't mean like, get there i mean yeah. it does mean get there at 10 but like don't feel like you have to get there at exactly 10 mm. like you know you can get there earlier um you know particularly you know, if you're setting up a table yeah and uh, you know uh, the first game doesn't start till 10 45 so you've got mm. time but please don't come at 10 30 mm. uh that's not cool you got, uh, you got you know, time to go do a turd if you get yeah like 10. you know like people will see oh 10 oh but games don't start till 10 45 i'll get there at 10 40 you're like no mm. no don't do that and <laughs> and arriving late by public transport unless the train is late that's a good it's point. It's not a yeah. fucking good excuse, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check your if public you, transport. If you took, if you didn't realize it was Saturday or Sunday timetables and you're late to the Buses event. Buses replace trains. Oh, mate. It, it is a fury. It yeah, is, yeah. Oh. Just be prepared to get an Uber. Mm. Uh, get there. Yeah, please get there on time. And also, uh, parking. House of War is pretty blessed. Lots of parking nearby. Parking, yeah. But, uh, you know, places like when we played in the city um, or at the libraries, yeah. parking is sort of limited. So you want to get there early so you can get closer to the door if you especially if you've got and terrain. potentially the free parking because there is a few spots that are free parking around those yeah areas. yeah 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 exactly yeah. and if you don't park in one of those places where it's like free yelp day parking it's like four hour parking or two hour parking oh. set yourself an alarm to move your car after the first round for those of you who don't know the like melbourne parking fines are just extortionate it's 180 bucks yeah it's like like but it's not that they're that expensive compared to anywhere else it's that the uh, parking inspectors oh mate they are atrocious 
they're, oh. they're amazing at what they do because there's actually all sensors under all the roads in Melbourne. So they not only do they get the responses from the actual ticket machines, what? but they also yeah. have a, another system in place that tell notifies them where they need to go oh to get cars. Oh my goodness, I did not know that. Yeah. I just yeah. thought they were all like yeah. benefit from like camo- camouflage and hiding, you know, nah. just like blending in and appearing with a ticket. Bang! Yeah. What? Surprise attack. Yeah. My favourite one though is the... Because uh, like... The, it's really interesting. I always get into fights going on the other side track, but I always get into fights with them because like, you know how you, like you have loading zones and stuff like that. Mm. So every now and again, I'll have to park in a loading zone with my job and I drive a sedan, but it's got sign writing and everything on it because it's a, it's a company car, but I'll have to park in a loading zone to drop off like some fucking heavy motors for, for a customer. Yeah. Now loading zones are different to work zones. Work zones, you actually have to have a permit to park in them. Loading zones, you can park in them in, in Melbourne as long as you're a commercial vehicle. So sign writing counts. Okay. And I've got it done a few times where they're like, oh, you can't park there. And they just give me a fine. I'm like, cool. See you in court, buddy. <laughs> and like, I always dispute it, take photos of my car and send it in and they always renege it. But yeah, the parking system, like the parking inspectors in Melbourne are like ferocious. Yeah. And like, they're so used to taking shit, like, cause Australians can be pretty feral. They're just like, <laughs> they're just like, cool. See you later. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Australians yeah. feral? Nah. Yeah. Oh man, so, I've, I've ripped. Never ripped met some... one in my life yeah, before, if, Julian. If, if we can shift gears a little maybe talk about infinity um <laughs> what is like the parking inspectors of infinity the scumbags of infinity sorry if anyone's a parking inspector i'm sorry you, you know you didn't choose that job but wait well, you didn't choose that job or you well, if you did if you if you grew up and said the... i want to be a parking inspector when you're a young kid well i'm sorry but you're going to hell um but if you just said i'm going to do that as a job because it pays well that's that's awesome, you know. Good for you. Right. So do it for the right reasons. Do it for the right reason. Right. Yeah. 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 If you wanted to contribute to society. Oh, okay. I'm getting grim here. Um, let's move on. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah, sorry. I just, you just I knocked just, your just head butted your microphone. Your, your microphone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I guess um, what else do we want to bring with this? Snacks. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Snacks. Don't like, do what um, I do and bring protein bars with like sweeteners in them because you'll shit your pants. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's maybe uh, why I shit so much at events. Oh my goodness. Well, like, with, with all that, with all the pooping, you might want to be uh, you know re- replenishing your fluids. So yeah. remember to bring water. Uh, What's yeah. the most important thing you should always bring to an event, though? Uh, I don't know. Good deodorant. Deodorant. <laughs> yes. We don't want to end up like magic gamers. I don't, I don't wear deodorant. You don't I wear don't, deodorant at all. Not. Oh, you just must be a freak of nature then because uh, sm- you don't actually I s- stink. I smell beautiful. Yeah. Do you use like some kind of like special soap or? I, I can, I'll let you know. I'll let you in on my, on my, uh, on my, my, my hygiene routine after off air. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I was, I was hoping we could get a full rundown. Natural, natural scent. Cause like I'm one yeah. of those people, man. If I, if I, even if I shower like four times a day, yeah. put on deodorant, I'm still stinky boy at a tournament. Mm. Yeah. No, if it's a, if it's a two day event, I mean, if it's a one day event, yeah, mm. but if, definitely if it's a two day event. And if it's uh, depending on the weather and how big or small the event is, uh, yeah, definitely deodorant's a good one mm. uh, because it makes you feel more comfortable as well. Um, I know certainly CanCon, I bring a little travel one with me just to just to spruce. CanCon's just, a special one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I bring is, spare shirts is. to CanCon. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sweat. It's a very sweaty shed. I, I do. I do. I did two shirt changes this year at, at CanCon. Yeah. Um, well, it's it's also important. I actually usually take with me a little uh, what I call my triage kit. Mm-hmm. Which has got clips in it and super glue, super glue. Yeah, yeah. Um, because inevitably, some of the time, you will knock models off tables and break it's things, devastating. and you want to be able to put them back together so you can actually keep playing them. Yeah. Um. In that, that happened to me at uh, Burn City Brawl. Actually, my um the model that I've pro- been proxying is a Mons Trucker, mm-hmm. which is it's the one of the HVTs, uh, which is the the lady sitting on a box. 
Oh yeah, with the, the with the with the sunnies um, on and the yeah, kind of like yeah. dress dress suit type That's thing. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it got knocked off the table like after the game's over and we're packing up. I'm like, where is my monstrucker gone? Mm. And um, uh, uh, Jacqueline found it on the ground. And then we actually managed the head had come off. Oh but no! We managed to find the head, luckily as well. And That's so yeah, good. I just got my kit out. I had a similar war story to BCB, like except mine was a little bit more disastrous. So I was playing on the table. So it, for those of you who don't know, House of War is a mezzanine level upstairs where you play upstairs and there's like uh, a, a downstairs area, obviously, but there's like holes that, you know... There's, a, there's a, like a, a, a little a gap between the balcony between where the mezzanine is oh, and the, yeah. the front of the shop. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I had an Icadron fall oh, off my table. Oh, shit. You mean down. like the front of the shop, like the front door? Yeah, it oh, fell wow. off the second level down to the first level and deleted itself. Wow. Did Good job no one was like... It was not anything. okay. It was, it was very unhappy. Oh, so luckily wow. I had three of them. For some unknown reason, I painted three of them. Mm. So I still Just had the other two. Moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I was like this I looked at the Icadron and after I got it I'm like this guy's unfortunately gonna be going in the bin yeah that, he was that like, he was that fucking gone that's far enough a drop as well someone was entering or exiting the store and they may have walked oh, out the store him. with a piece of Icadron embedded in their skull yeah, so, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. good job uh, lucky lucky it, it caught my it caught my like my um my shirt and it was just went Ooh, just slingshotted yeah right yeah. yeah so yeah definitely bring yeah bring glue bring that sort of stuff um i definitely echo the water thing i'm a big water drinker mm-hmm. um i'll probably go through two liters of Are water you a steam a train like me uh well i've got like a, a, liter, a steam I've, got, train. I've got a liter bottle i'll in, yeah. a, in a normal work day if yeah. it's a warm day i'll go through probably four of those so in an event probably two mm. um mm. and like as nerds, we have a kind of nerds war gamers. Sorry, uh, we have a nerds. We have a bit of a bad rep that we just don't like water. Um, we prefer to drink soft drinks instead. And I think it's like, like a bad rep that we stink. Well, I'm that like, too. But that's you know, true. Drinking Pepsi probably doesn't help with mm. the body odor either. Uh, I mean, I'm not a scientist. I don't know that. But you know, when you look at it, well, no, no, definitely, there, yeah, yeah, there yeah is, definitely, there, yeah. So you know, um, try and bring your own water from home so you don't buy more water uh, and it also stops you from going, oh, I didn't bring my water, I'll just buy a Coke. Yeah. Um, You've got to think of the environment as well, those plastic bottles. Exactly, exactly, yeah. That's why yeah. I always get cans. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, okay. Nick is just, he's just shaking his head. All right. Well, that's, All right. that. yeah, that's, that's, that, that's that. Uh, so anyway, yeah, so we, we're at, we're at the game, we're at the event, we've got all our stuff, we've got our water, we've got our deodorant, we've got our triage kit. Jesus Christ. What, <laughs> what next? What do we want to do now? Roll dice. We want to have fun, right? Play, play some games. We see your have... enemies, see your enemies driven before you. <laughs> Hear the lamentations of their we just, models. Well, yeah, we, but most importantly, of their models. What do we want to do, Julian? What do we want to do most importantly? Have fun. Yeah. That's crush it. opponents. Yeah, well, have fun crushing opponents, but mm. whatever you have fun, have fun yeah. doing it. And, and I've not, um, I, I've never, I'm pretty sure, yeah, I've not gone to an infinity <laughs> tournament and, come away with like every time every infinite tournament i've gone to i've always come away with more facebook friends afterwards yeah 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 no, definitely. because my i've always gotten mm. on with my opponents and have a great chat mm. and um i mean playing the game itself and like we i mean we've we've said this time and time again that infinity itself is a game that allows for that type of conversation mm. and, and really enforces it in the need to have a conversation with your opponent during the game yeah um so so it, it just builds that that environment mm. One of the things I um I really like and the way I enjoy Infinity and I think it's very much a game that complements it is that I always want to give my opponent a really good game mm-hmm. and I want them to work and 
finished the game like exhausted because they had to like you know big brain time as everyone's saying at the moment yeah like they had to work for it even if they beat me and so one of the things i really hate in infinity is when i either ruffle stop my opponent um or they ruffle stop me and i don't give them a good game mm, yeah i really don't like that and and i don't mind doing that if they've just outplayed me but if like it's dice or um i've made a couple of bad choices or they've made a couple of bad choices that they didn't realize were going to happen mm-hmm. um that's one of the ways I, that's what i really don't like when that they'll have those games yeah, yeah but for me what i find like most enjoying is when i have a really close game where like i had to work for it or they beat me and they had to really work for it. Those are the games that I really enjoy. And those are the games that I look for in Infinity. Um, yeah, so they, like that that's like, um, yeah, I guess your attitude that you go into yeah. the event with. Like you're, you're looking to have fun. You're looking to have three or five good games, but you're also looking to give your opponents, mm. you know, that many good games as well. Mm. Like I had a game at Novacore where I got absolutely hammered by a Moang. Mm. And at first I was like, I'm not going to enjoy this game. Yeah. Like I can see what's about to happen. It's going to suck. <laughs> Woo! You pull your pants down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But table. I ended up having a good game. <laughs> Please use lube. <laughs> like, I ended up having a good game because we, we chatted about it. Like, I could see what, was, what he was doing. You know, you know, there was a, even a bit where I um, for, I made I made an error. I forgot to do an error. And he was like, oh, no, do you want to do that? take that back? I was like, no, no, no. It's, it's like, it's fine. You know, like, that. you know, it, it was just really relaxing. Mm. Even though I was getting curb stomped. It was we still we were still talking through the whole thing, mm. you know, because sometimes you play a, a game where it's just like, okay, so I do this and now you're dead and then this is dead and I'm just sort of standing here. Sometimes feeling a little bit as a sideline. It's very much a a, a 40k feeling. Yeah, that. So like it as terrible happen, as it sounds, it doesn't happen often. It, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't happen often. But yeah. like you know, even you know, even in this game, you know, we're still really communicating well with each other mm. and really like talking about like how you know what we're trying to do and um mm. um but that was like you know it was a good attitude like I, and i pulled myself back from that as well to go this is gonna suck but yeah. let's give this guy a good game because you know i don't want to give he's gonna beat me but i want to give him a good game i want him to walk away and go i won that game mm. but it was good yeah yeah and like i mean it, it it is something like you like you said earlier that it's not something that we really like to say but at the end of the day it is just a game that we're playing yeah and we're there we're there to have fun and we want to give our opponents good games so um in playing this game and, in, and interacting with people we want to we want to i guess have a, an attitude that is going to be conducive to that mm. and um and and really have a good time so that's why i go to tournaments i go to tournaments to have have a good time and because if i went to tournaments to win them then i'd be having a pretty bad time um but like i, I guess like continuing the thread of, of attitude you know it's like you want to you know give your opponent a good game but mm. what happens if you maybe something is something is going wrong you know maybe you're not having a good game or maybe your opponent you can see is not having a good game maybe maybe you know he's just not able to roll very well uh, maybe you're ruffle stomping him and he's not taking it he or she's not taking it very well like mm. you know like what are the sort of things that you might be able to uh I guess do to kind of you know to kind of keep things keep that attitude up. I I, I think from my have you ever had that experience? Yeah, experience? I've had it. Yeah. Like that game at um Burnt City Ball where Jacqueline was just fucking wiping me off the table in ARO. I was like, I don't, I'm the kind of guy that I don't get too like salty about games. Yeah, but I was getting salty because again I wasn't giving her a game. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, but for me I like I stood back and I'm like, all right, obviously I'm not gonna win. As soon as I like I lost Sheskin, I'm like, all right. There is no chance we're going to win a firefight in this game now. So it's like, what do I have to do to try and make this more of an entertaining game and and 
and you know make fun out of it Mm -hmm. and so that's the way i come from it it's you know i I like to take a step back and just think and like mule over stuff and if that means i take a little bit more of my time in my turn i'm like well that's fine i'll do it yeah, it's a good way of resetting yourself. Like, kind yeah. of like what, what Gav was saying in his last game against Noakes. Yeah. Like, you know, he was, he, mm. things were looking bad for him, but he yeah. was like, take a moment. Yeah. And, you know, first first thing, for, first and foremost, was what was in his mind was, yeah. I need to give my opponent a good game here. Yeah. You and know? that's what I had with Jacqueline. Think, like, in the end, yeah. it was it wasn't as bad as stomping. Like, I managed to get a couple points. Um, and um, it was a much better game, I think, for her because I was able to be like, all right, well, I need to start thinking about what I'm going to do here to make it entertaining for her. Um, yeah. And um, I think the main thing is when you're in that situation where you are down and you're getting flogged, it doesn't matter if that's because it's your own fault or, you're, or your opponent is just outplaying you. There is just nothing worse when you're that opponent that you're beating someone and they're... Um, I'll stop feeling. I'm sorry, Nick. Um, and they'll... Um, and they, they start gaslighting you and making it feel like it's your fault for mm, beating them. Okay. Um, I think you just got to be the, 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 the good loser, so to speak, and be like, all right, well, I need to start playing the game to get as many points back as I can. And that's the way I always approach it. It's like, all right, I'm losing. It's pretty much a loss now. What can I do to make certain I get as much OP to push me up in the rankings um, of the tournament after I've taken this loss. And that's the way I always played it. Um, and that's why I've always played it is that, all right, I now just need to start getting as much OP as I can yep. because I've lost this game. Um, and that generally makes it a funner game because you're like, all right, I need to start thinking. I need to have a good like face for this because let's face it, you can't think straight when you're fucking fuck this, fuck that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you're thinking straight and going, all right, I've lost this and I've conceded that, but I'm going to get as many points as I can. Generally, it'll, it'll kick you back into action. And you'll start doing stuff to get points on the table. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And if you see people who are starting to like, you know, tilt. Like they're, they're about to yeah, tilt, yeah, yeah about to yeah. throw some dice around. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, you're you're fully within your rights to you know kind of stop the play and yeah. you know, have a conversation with that person and just be like, hey, dude, you know, is there anything I can do? Yeah. You know, you're all right. You want to go take you know? a shit? Yeah. Do you, <laughs> so do you need do you need to take a few minutes? Yeah. Like, you know, maybe we can go talk to the TO. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, um, mm. because I think what you're saying, I think Nick or. Well, I guess we all know this about Infinity is you have to talk to your opponents. Yeah. Like you, can't, yeah. you can't be on turn three and go, what's this guy's name? Like, is this guy, you know, you you, you sort of should know a lot of this yeah, stuff yeah. from the start. Um, yeah. Know, especially even with a newer player, like newer players listening to this, you might want to go to an event. Mm. Um, make no mistake, it's the friendliest inf- atmosphere you'll ever, you'll ever walk into. Uh, everyone's there to help you out. Mm. Um, you know, and, and, and if you are feeling... You know, if you are if you are going in there with a, or if you aren't feeling right mentally, or if you're having a bad day, or if your dice just aren't playing ball with you, mm. um, people people are there to help you. Yeah, and first, don't take it out on your opponent, because like at the end of the no, day, no, no, but you know we're yeah. all adults, so we you know yeah. we've all we've all we've all been there before as well. So it's not like any of this would, reaction would be new mm. to new to you or I. Mm. Like we've like I know how you're feeling. You know, mm. we, there is there is an, there is a sort of empathy there. Um, but we're mm. also there, also there to help everybody along. Yeah. Um, but you know, if if it does get to a point where it is becoming a detriment to your game, then that's what your friendly tournament organizers are there for. Yeah. As well. Like, and, um, yeah, and that's what Julian was was getting at earlier. That mm-hmm. never be afraid to if you, if you're not sure about a rule or you want yeah. a clarification on anything at all. Line of sight is a great one as well. Like yeah. um, with the silhouettes. Yeah. Sure, silhouettes yeah, are, yeah, are yeah. handy, yeah. but. Um, it's it's really helpful that like 
if you're not sure, like, because to get line of sight, you still need to have, like, that square, that, what is it? Five, little, three mil, like three mil, three mil square. Square yeah. to be able to see. And if you can't really determine it, rather than, like, in a friendly game, you'll say, oh, let's just roll a die. And if it's yeah. under 10, it'll go this way. If it's mm. above 10, it'll go the other way. Mm. In a tournament setting, call over the TO. Yeah. That's what they're there for. Yeah. <laughs> or, and if the TO's yeah. busy... They've gone and, you know, they've gone to go take a shit. Um, they should gone on, Or they've gone on Smoko, leave them alone. Um, <laughs> grab the guy next to you. Grab the two guys next to you and they can decide, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I still, I think it's easier to call a TO than to use it. I mean, you, I'm you saying in the rare circumstance, they're not yeah. there. Yeah. I think, like I, what I, happened yeah. in uh, <laughs> the eight-person tournament the other week where Russell went and got food in the middle of round <laughs> two and we were all like, what are we going to do about this rules interaction <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I'll, I'll leave you. Just fucking stop Russell, just stop playing, and then you decide what you're doing. That's what we did. I, game, yeah. I went over and um, and um, I think it was Rob. We went over and we're like, "Can you see? Yes, you can see." That was it, you know. Yeah, and I think that's what Nick was saying: is yeah. don't don't waste don't waste your valuable time, your precious time, arguing or, or discussing the minutia of this rule or this line mm. of sight. Get a T over there. Yeah. He might. He, they might not know. Um, but you, are, I mean, you but are. But at least the, they're ruling the clock as well. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So you could spend. 10 minutes with you and your opponent there looking through the wiki trying to figure out a rule yeah. whereas it could have taken 30 seconds mm-hmm. to ask the ask the TO and yeah. even if the TO doesn't know the TO knows every other every person who's at that event mm-hmm. they know the person who knows all the rules who's there as yeah. well and mm-hmm. they can just run to their table and ask them yeah and, like and, a Burn and, City Brawl was like oh TO doesn't know Gavin! Gavin, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think I went to Gavin a couple of times. Yeah, um, but you yeah, got to be careful though because like he's on top table so he's like that's he's right he's big yeah. braining hard and he's like I don't want to talk to you. Yeah, like that's, no. what you, that's what you don't want to go and ruin someone's game. Ask them a question that takes them out of their zone. Like happens to me every now and again, where like people come and ask me questions. I don't know why they do it because I don't fuck all. Um, that's right. Yeah. And they're like, "Oh, what do you, what do you, what happens in this rule?" And I'm like, "Ooh, I'll, I'll answer it." But yeah, I've lost what I was doing in my game. Yeah, you know? yeah. The best no. thing to do in that situation is just answer with confidence, and they just think that's that what I do all the time. All, all right. time. And I was saying, like, the teal will not always be right. Mm. The decision their, will always de- be... Their decision is final. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you just, yeah. you just have to suck it up. Yeah. Like and if you well. find out later on that uh, it wasn't that and... You, you can lord it over them for the rest of eternity. Mm. Yeah. But and not only that, that time, you can lord it over them, but you can also be the bigger man and be like, hmm, I'm not going to... I'm going to mention this and then be like, but you know what? It doesn't matter because I made friends and had fun in a tournament. Oh, that's a beautiful, oh. beautiful sentiment, Julian. Yeah. Thanks. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm full of lovely ideas. Yeah. So okay. So we've done that. Um, I guess we've got a brief thing on on uh, on uh, breaks. You know, usually after the first round, we'll have a lunch break. Yeah. Um, I've started. Well, I haven't done this recently, but I've started actually bringing my own lunch with me. Um, I've always I started doing done a, that. like a salad, like mm. a potato salad thing in a, in a yeah. box because it saves so much time. I did that when until I found that sushi place at House of War. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair they enough. do some good sushi. Yeah. Like scope out your lunch options, guys. Because yeah. um, th- there is generally better options than. There's six pack of nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> what, what? Are you for real, man? There's, there's better always, options than there's, there's better options than, than probable chicken. Pro- <laughs> chicken <laughs> condensed chicken feet that's yeah. then deep fried. I'll take that. Um, mm. No, exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, do you do you guys do you do you like chicken nuggets? Yeah, I do. I I'll, fucking I'll, hate them. Uh, I'll eat them. Like there's there's oh, like hot dogs, rarely. chicken nuggets. Yeah, you know, what? probably is because my mom's a food technologist, so she's I've actually seen this stuff being made. So I, I like I'm like nah I can't do it. Yeah, nah, mate. no, I mean uh, like, that t- you get yeah. that ten pack ten pack of chicken nuggies, sweet and sour sauce, dip dip, 
Oh, yuck. <laughs> yuck. Chef's, chef's kiss. Mate, when you see food being made, it doesn't matter what it is. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. just uh, puts you off yeah. of it, man. Okay, okay, so this is what I call a pro-gamer move. Yeah. Right? You get a cheeseburger. Yeah. You take the pickle no. off because that's rubbish. Throw that no. away. What? You take, no. the, you take the top bun off. and you, Pickles are gross, so, but the, I see So McDonald's chicken nuggets come in three different shapes. There's a circle, there's the, uh, the, the oblong, and then there's the L shape. The three of those together, you, they form almost a perfect circle, which fits perfectly <laughs> oh, on top sakes. of a cheeseburger, right? Yeah. Then you flip it over, take the bottom bun off, take your take. Are you making fries, a fucking chicken nugget? And, and then you put the fri- you put the fries on the bottom of the burger and put the bottom of the bun back on, and you have, my friend, the greatest thing you will ever eat. That's fucking heresy. I don't know if it's heresy, but Man, I'm, I'm not I'm, sure. I'm very much the bodybuilder because I don't know whether you notice, but one thing that bodybuilders will do is they will literally be like, this is my rice, this is my chicken, this is my vegetables. Digging and they will eat meal. their vegetables, then they will eat their rice, and then they eat their chicken. And it's because a lot of them are fucking retarded and think that that'll help with digestion. Fucking doesn't. I don't know why they do. But they do that because they go, my vegetables will digest, then my chicken will digest, then my rice will digest. They like eat it in the most like easy to digest way. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like, that's the way I've, I've done that. Not because of that, but just because I've eaten always like that. Right. And so, when I hear people like, for example, Anya and, like, Polish people, they just fucking chuck everything in. They're just like, fucking, have your gherkins, have your fucking herring, have this, that, and the other, and they just eat it. And I'm like, it's it's gross. Like, it's just, I can't do it. So, hearing you say that, it just, yeah. my mind is like, yeah. oh, I, I hate like you the now. idea of herring and gherkins, though. That's, that's, that's uh, wetting my taste buds as we speak. Borscht as well. I just, mm. borscht is... Bad. I love borscht. I love it. Mm. Oh man, European food. Yeah. Yeah, only, only, mm. I, I, Bad European I, pierogi, food. Pierogi is good. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. All right. So anyway. yeah, yeah. If there's if there's a pierogi place near your uh, your tournament, go get some pierogies for lunch. After the tears, I'm doing a plug. Yeah. After the tears, and Elston makes good Polish food. Yeah. Uber yeah. Uber eats like you know like you know third like top of top of turn three just like quickly Uber eats a <laughs> a pizza so it arrives oh my right gosh. at the end of the first round and pay like an extra. 25% here mate we pay for convenience this is the generation of convenience I'm like, telling you right now not walk to my lo- local are you ready for a shock I've oh, never been in an you... Uber before really and I've never had Uber Eats how do you know you've never been in an Uber you've, you've been in I've a car only... you've, you've yeah, been in a well, car you may have been in an Uber yeah. you just don't know it here, how's this Julian have I ever driven you anywhere I may have and if so you've been in an... no <laughs> <laughs> he drove me somewhere once. Yeah. <laughs> it was the one time I had my car in for a service and he drove me to games. That's right, I remember that. Yeah. Oh, no, Nick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You've ruined my saying. I, I haven't been an Uber driver for a while, but I think at that time I was still licensed. So. Uh, oh, my God, Nick. Got there you throw, go. Throwing it back. But yeah, oh. um, cool. Was there anything else we wanted to talk about? We should probably wrap it up of, pretty soon, yeah, I reckon. We can We're getting pretty long um, in the, uh, long we, in the we, we, we can, but yeah. the more we keep talking about wrapping it up, the longer it'll take, off, it'll take us for it to actually wrap it up. That's true. Yeah. But doing. yeah, I guess the, the last point we want to say is, you know, you're there to have fun. Just relax, take it easy and have some fun games, you know? Slow down, take it easy. Yeah, no, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, House of War is great because they, they have a bar, so you can have a beer if you are so inclined, uh, which is a nice way. Um, I quite often buy my opponents a uh, beer from like second, third round. Just be like, hey, buddy, you want a beer? When you're setting up, yeah, sure, sweet. Go over, come back with a beer and it's just nice. Breaks the ice, even if you don't know the person. Mm. Um, yeah, alcohol always helps. Um, one thing I wanted to, well, not one thing, a few things, but, um, at the end of the day, fuck, I said it again. 
uh, once the event is done, we've given it prizes, everyone's done their clappy clap, and uh, people start to piss off in every yeah. direction because you blink and literally everyone's gone. I know what he's um, going to say. I'm ready for it. Don't. If you, if you, if you can help it, don't just don't scarper uh, the moment say thank you to the tos say thank you to the tos oh. and offer to help tidy up it's such a nice thing like I, I, at the end of burn city brawl because again like john and i do a lot of toing and i know what it's like i was yeah. like i'm gonna go over to you guys and say thank you because mm, like, it means it's, a lot it's such yeah. when people come to the end of the event and they're like hey thanks for running it it's like you're like oh Thank you. Because, yeah. I appreciate the, it. The TOs have put in a lot of effort. You have no idea how happen. much effort it takes to run yeah, an event. Yeah, and you don't think it means very much. Like, yeah. And, and, yeah, you, like people will be like, oh, hey, thanks. Thanks for running the event. Bye. Mm. That's one thing. But people, someone coming up to you and yeah. go, hey, that was a really good event. Thank you very much for running it. I look forward to the next one. Yeah. Uh, that means so much because it's more personal. Mm. And uh, also, here, while you're here, yeah, we've got a table we can tidy up as well. Yeah. Um, also, really is great because we've all got places to be, families mm. to go home to, girlfriends, yeah. boyfriends, husbands, children. Cats, um, dogs. Infinity does not take, does not take, sorry, does not take, does take uh, a considerable amount of time to pack away. Um, mm. if you have you know if you brought your own tables um, it's great if someone else op- offers to help you tidy up your table mm. um, at the end of Burn City Brawl it was really great to see people finishing round five and just start to pack up their tables I don't think we'd even ask them to do that there was people just starting to go hey we're just going to start you know moving the stuff to one side so we yeah. can you know start rolling up the, the mat and everything and that was really great to see without mm. any um, like prompt the word? prompt yes I think, I think it's just the uh, the sign of the Melbourne community. <clears throat> we like to uh, help each other out. That's right. We mm. do. We're generally nice people. Mm. Cool. Well, I think we might uh, we might leave it there. I know there was a couple of events you wanted to give a quick shout out to, Kev. Oh, I did. Uh, yes, I did. Uh, so we've got a couple of big events. Uh, we've got this weekend is Eastern Uprising, as you've said. It's just a little one-day event in House Come War. Along. 300 points, ITS with the Spec Ops edition. Um, and the edition of uh, Kev's shit mission selection. <laughs> That's it. Uh, countermeasures, which is not shit. Uh, decapitation, is, which is not shit. Which is shit. And safe area, which is safe. Which is shit. Okay. <laughs> so we have those three missions. Two or three of those missions will be at the next event, which is South Perth Brawl in <sighs> South Perth in Western Australia, hosted by the, the lovely White Noise crew, or at least part of them, um, Ben and Marty. Uh, they're, uh, they're, they're running that event over there on the 24th. 3rd and 24th of November so we've got about five of us six of us going over for that so that'll be really exciting I have a confession to make you might so I was listening to their podcast the other day and I was like oh I think I have a new name for these guys and it's just dumb just doesn't make sense at all but I'm gonna call it now you're gonna say it anyway their, even though their, their, their couple name is Beneth Martro <laughs> <laughs> they oh, are yeah. Beneth Martro that's ben- their that is their couple name Beneth mm. Martrell, yeah, no, mm. it's, uh, that's good. But it's, you know, it's derivative of Gwyneth Paltrow, so... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's 23rd, 24th of November. We've got a good crew from Melbourne going over. We've got a good... There's a good few people from um, Queensland and New South Wales going over. Still tickets, I believe, so get on that. Um, and then, lastly, 7th and 8th of December is HeroCon in Brisbane. Mm. So, I'm going up to that. Mm. I'm really excited. Um, to go up and meet some of the Queensland guys and girls. Um, it's at a convention, I think, as well, which will be really cool to see uh, how things are run up there, mm. uh, see a few other games playing. Uh, they've arranged accommodation for us as well up there, which is really great. It's right oh. next to the venue. It's super cheap. Fucking um, beautiful. 
yeah so yeah it'll, it'll be good we're on a bunkhouse so it'll be a great play, great way to kind of hang out with some, some guys i don't get beds. to normally hang out with so yeah that's that's great i was going to mention that uh in the lead up to cancon there'll be the also the standard road to cancon road to series CanCon, yeah. last year russell and i and john kind of ran it but it sounds like there's a few other people that are yeah, saying they want to run people it just jumping on it which year. is fine i'm yeah. happy with that because it means i can play exactly <laughs> so i'm not fussed but um in the new year uh, John and I will be also running the Slow Grow series again. Oh, nice. So That'll be good, yeah. We're going to throw in a couple of different variations like doubles and stuff like that to try mm-hmm. and get more experienced players with newer players. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. I, sorry. And in two weeks' time as well, we're having our first Aristea event as well. Yeah. Um, at House of War, Chris Parson is running it. Mm. Um, Plots on Paradise. That's it. Yeah. I, I hate to say this. I don't get the reference. So. It's, it's from the fifth element. The name of the spaceship is it? Oh is no way! Paradise. Oh my goodness! Oh. Right, okay. Well, maybe it's the planet that the spaceship goes to, but yeah, it's like the someone now Platon has to paradise. Someone now has to do like models of what's his name, um, and uh, the guy what's the, is it Zorg or whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Such a good movie. All right. Yeah, and that, that's the ninth of November, so that'll be good. Mm. Looking forward to seeing who turns up with that. Mm. Awesome. Well, let's uh, let's finish it off there, then, guys. Um, I've been Nick. I've been Julian, and I was Kevin. And you you've were, been listening. You were Kevin. I was Kevin. I still continue you, to be. Kevin. Are you now Ken? No, please don't call me Ken. Please start calling me Kelvin. There's no L in my name, but there is. Kel- I, I don't get why Kelvin. It's not a name. Yeah, and I, I, I do with a few. Been of listening them. to <laughs> Awesome Lieutenant. <laughs>